Hey, how's it going? So it's been two weeks, so you're getting a long special episode with Melissa here. Hi. The number one guest on the whole show. The most requested. Really? Yeah. No. It's because no one else has ever been on. So it, you're 100% of the choice. You but know? I, I, I don't think that makes me the most requested. No. It just makes me the most frequent. I was just trying to give you an award, make you feel good right off the start, build your confidence, you know? Well, thank like you. Like, Obama got a fucking Nobel Peace Prize three days into his term, didn't do <laughs> shit. He got an award, probably made him feel good, right? He went in really, actually, that probably wasn't good, because then he's like, I already got this on the mantelpiece, no matter what, I can just keep these wars going. Oh, brother. You know, that could be it. If you, if you just, you know, it's like winning the Stanley Cup your first year in the NHL as a backup goalie. It's like, yeah, it, you know, I didn't really win it, but I got the ring. I won a Stanley Cup. My name's engraved on it. Like, I don't really have to make it back, you know? They all get rings with their names on them? No, the Stanley Cup itself has the names of everyone engraved on it. Really? Yeah, so they have to retire. Forever? Well, they have to retire bands after, like, a few decades. So, like, at first, like, if you look at the original They'll Stanley Cup. Off. Yeah, this is really, like, if you, uh, this is, of course, I like hockey the most as a sport, but this is actually interesting if you're interested in, like, sports history and stuff. I was looking up a few weeks ago, like, the history of uh, the Super Bowl trophy itself, uh, the NBA championship trophy itself and all that, and the NHL Stanley Cup is so much cooler and has so much more history behind it than those like the Super Bowl trophy even as a kid I'm like that looks like somebody panicked and realized oh my god like it's tonight like (laughs) (laughs) uh, just just make like a a little uh, stainless steel pillar and put a football on it do you want to like put a lot of dimples in the football and make it look really realistic we don't have time for that make it a smooth football you know, like, it, just, super, just just pour a bunch of cheap aluminum into a mold, and then and then you have your trophy. No, it's not that cool. Uh, the Stanley Cup, on the other hand, if you look at the old images of it, it's just that cup at the uh-huh. top. And then they slowly started etching in people's names. So, like, let's say the Ottawa Senators won it in, like, 1913. They would engrave the names of everyone on the Ottawa Senators and their front office and everything into the Stanley Cup. And so every year they do that, and it's a ton of names to add every year. And so they have to retire different bands, which is now, you see all those bands? Yes. Those big four ones they have at the bottom now, Ah. they'll have to retire one of, or I guess there's five. They'll have to retire one of those in like two years. What do they do with it? They keep it in the, no, they throw it away. Just throw it away. Fuck it. (laughs) You know, we look forward here at the NHL. Like, (laughs) they only care about dynasties. No, they, uh, they, I guess they just keep it in the NHL. Hall of Fame, probably. So is that why dynasties are a huge deal? Because there's a bunch of bands with the same team names. Well, on no, them? It, it's not just one band per team. So like, okay. it's etched very small. So like, right there is probably one whole team. Then to the right, a whole other team. So oh, this, this is. So they how many decades do they have on this then? I I honestly don't know. You'd have to Google that yourself to see. But I know there's probably like forty years on. No, probably not forty years. I, I really don't know. It depends, because I know they etch every player's name on it, and they etch everyone who's involved with the organization, but I don't know where they cut that. They draw the line, you know? Does the guy who catered Kidoba the afternoon before the last <laughs> win, does he get it on there because he was integral to the success with that carbo loading? Probably not. He probably doesn't get it. And it's they're definitely... like players. That, well, well, how can you know? You can't even read a lot of it. It's just too hard to see. 
Yeah, you can like right there, Peter Forsberg. This is the Colorado Avalanche 2000. I, I can't even read what that says. I guess 2000. Yeah, 2001. They won the Stanley Cup. I think the year before, the Red Wings won it. Maybe. No, mm-hmm. 2000. The Dallas Stars won it, right? Right, Don't Melissa. Ask me. Right, Melissa. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Thought you were picking up this sport, but um, yeah, I think the Stanley Cup is super interesting as far as those trophies go. So you should definitely check it out. Oh, if you guys haven't, if you haven't been watching the Stanley Cup Finals for this year. Don't and you're not a hockey fan. Don't jump in. This it hasn't been a great one, if I'm being honest. Uh, I have watched two, no, three of the five games, almost in their entirety. I've missed bits and pieces of like the first, but it, it just hasn't been an exciting Stanley Cup. It hasn't been that exciting, you know. Like at least, yeah, that's disgusting. Somebody made a Stanley <laughs> Cup out of out of bacon, but you can't just show me pictures on the side and and have me react to them, Melissa, because that's not very good. Someone's driving to work, like, what the fuck is this bitch just distracting him with bacon cups off to the side when he's in the middle of something entertaining? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and now, now I don't know what I was talking about. And it was I'm something. Sorry. It was something important. I'm sorry. Sitting over there looking at food we items. We need to move on. We need to move on. No, oh, uh, hockey, Moving. yeah. So if you are looking to get into hockey, I mean, obviously, I was kind of just joking. Still watch it. See if you can kind of understand, pick up the rules. But or don't. join in next Sharks season. Suck come October and jump all on the blues bandwagon. I want every one of you there, you know, because those, when I go to the PKA Reddit, because I, I don't know, I, Woody and Kyle both make a, or I guess Woody still goes there sometimes. Kyle always makes a, a point to say he doesn't, but who knows uh, who's, who's I, I, every time I, I hear any radio show or anything at all, just like Opie and Anthony, where their subreddit caused them a ton of shit and they would all make a point of like, Oh, I don't even go look at those guys. It's like, yeah, you probably do. Because there's a whole community devoted to talking about you, and most people are too self-absorbed to not at least go and peek around. Like, you don't have to contribute, like, but to at least see. You know, if there's a whole forum dedicated yeah, to you... but if it's all day, every day, just more oh, shit, more well, shit, more shit. Well, no, you don't... It would get tiring. Yeah. It would just be like, okay, whatever. I'm not saying that you have to live there and constantly be looking at it, or indulge... Like, if there's a negative... And it's also easier for me, for example, than Woody, because Woody gets a lot of shit on that forum and i really don't get any shit at all every once in a while people will dislike something i did but for the most part not so much so i guess i'm having a skewed perspective on it i mean people still get frustrated at some stuff like oh you're way too conservative or oh hockey actually sucks and x y and z sport is way better and you know 50 million people or uh, 6 billion people play soccer you You don't have anybody calling you an asshole no sometimes but for the most part, people are pretty cool to me. That's what I would expect. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> that's I, what I thought. That's what you thought. <laughs> I thought you were an asshole. You did. Not on PK. You just... still think I'm an asshole? No. No. No, because I know you. Yeah. But in your little videos, I was just like, oh, this guy. But you kept coming back. <laughs> you kept coming back. You couldn't get enough. Oh, this guy's such an asshole. But I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny and kind of mean. Like, <laughs> uh, now yeah. I'm just talking myself up. Thank you. Thanks for segueing into compliment Taylor section on my own podcast. I'm narcissistic as that. Yeah, orca- this is all all orchestrated. I give her lines beforehand. And she has to speak to. But anyway, look up the NHL history, the Stanley Cup stuff. That's really fucking cool. Um, and get into hockey. 
you know, those, all the com, oh, I mentioned the PKA Reddit thing because the ones that I like responding to the most are when I see new people getting into hockey. Like when I see like, hey, I'm from fucking New Zealand, but I'm having a lot of fun watching these games. It's like, that's really dope. And then if you ask, you know, I don't understand offsides, I'll say, you know, you're not alone there. A lot of people don't. Uh, the entire Dallas Stars fan base didn't get it in game five. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm clearly joking, but that was a funny thing. Uh, I, I just remembered, I was looking through some of the YouTube like messages that people send for this, and there was one guy who's a Dallas Stars fan, so I'll have to address that and be more kind. But uh, that was a funny thing in that, in the middle, like, even, like, we played against Chicago, and Chicago gets a lot of shit for having bandwagon fans. They do. But at this point, if you've been around since 2010 when they won their first Stanley Cup, that's long enough that you're not a bandwagon fan anymore. You've been watching, you know? Granted, you're a spoiled little fuck, <clears throat> excuse me, that gets you know, a Stanley Cup 50% of the time, and I, I bet a lot of them will drop off, as is natural, but at least they understand the sport for the most part now. Dallas Stars fans, like, or let me explain it like this. When there was an offsides call in Chicago that went against the Blackhawks, their crowd didn't give, like, resounding boos and jeers for the most part, but at least one game, Game 5, in Dallas, against us, the St. Louis Blues, they the whole crowd seemed to not understand what was happening. That was really funny. When it was an icing. It was an icing uh, where uh, Jamie Ben had it in the, well, I guess bottom right corner. I can't even explain it or articulate it correctly. But dumped it out, uh, and he made the right move, dumping it down because we were putting a lot of pressure on him, could have scored, so he dumped it out. It was an icing call, and the whole crowd just, oh, oh, and it's like, what? First of all, why would you boo an icing? You know what's happening. You know you you should boo it if it was because your player was being a lazy piece of shit and didn't want to try to skate the puck up the ice. But it wasn't. He was exhausted playing defense, and he just had to get it out and try and get a change in. Clearly, if you've been watching this sport for more than six months, you kind of pick that shit up, and they did not, uh, which isn't surprising. Obviously, Dallas isn't a big hockey town. They've got other sports to be disappointed by, I guess, with the Cowboys and... The Mavericks, Dallas Mavericks, their basketball team. I don't know if they're good, but... I didn't even know they existed. Yep. Mark Cuban owns them. He's the guy, uh, he got rich off internet radio. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's, like, kind of boisterous and, and out there, which I think is so funny when people are like, oh, man, Mark Cuban, that guy will say anything. It's like, yeah, he's a billionaire. When you're a billionaire, you can say whatever you want. You should look at this guy, Notch, who made Minecraft, his Twitter... Because he is, like, he tears into these, like, so social justice warriors and, like, hyper-feminists because he doesn't have to be worried about getting fired because he's worth, like, $3 billion. <laughs> this feminist tweeted at him, I saw from a few weeks ago, that was hilarious. She was like, you're constantly mansplaining uh, all this stuff and doing it. And he's like, stop using mansplain. It's a sexist term trying to shut down men just because they're men. Is that too cunt-fusing for you? <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, that's great. Anybody else would lose their job, but this guy can just sit in his big mansion and, and I, I guess, spend a lot of time on Twitter, which is kind of sad in and of itself if you're that rich. You know, you'd think you'd have more yeah. adventures to go on. I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe it, once you have billions and billions of dollars, the allure is lost, you know? Just fuck with the little people. Maybe. That have problems with you. I've always <laughs> thought about that. Like, I really would like, like, a million dollar ferrari or something just to have it that would be cool but at the same time i think once you have the money to buy it the temptation would be just as great 
to not buy it as like some roundabout I'm better than you move where I just keep driving the same car and doing the same stuff and you know almost like spiteful where everybody's like god if I had all that money I would I'd be doing this and that and look at Taylor just driving the same car and living in a normal house and you know just making reasonable purchases like that'd be so fucking funny (laughs) wouldn't it to have everyone in your life know that you're a billionaire and you just live like you know you, you don't tip well you don't, you don't take care of like people's well, dinner when you're out. That'd be hilarious. It wouldn't be funny for me if you did that. Well, I think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> if we go out to dinner and, and I'm like, well, I'll get the entrees, you get the, the fucking appetizers or something like that if I'm a billionaire. <laughs> That's how you stay a billionaire. You don't be picking up appetizers for people willy-nilly. You, you think about purchases and you, you hash through them, you know? All right. Just like Warren Buffett. He wasn't, he, I don't even know if that's true. I read an article about that like a decade ago that he lived in the same house since the 50s, but now it's to the point of like internet lore. Who knows? That's not exciting or interesting, so let's move on to something else. Uh, There was a, or did you want to go to one of your, Melissa actually made a list. I always write down a a brief list of things to talk about, like news stories and shit with with very, very cursory information. Uh, To be fair though, I try and read articles beforehand to get a, good feel on it but i don't write it all down but melissa made a, a list today yeah yes she did prepared not, not quite as a uh, extensive 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 as yours i don't write notes i just i like to pick things where the title says it all well it you works can, well you can go from there because you have been always bringing up more entertainment shit because you're super into movies and whatnot and i've always brought more sports or political shit what do you got well, impress me. What, what do you think about? Uh, I like to hear your opinion about anything religious related, religion related. How would you say that? I don't know. Related to religion, um, they're making a Passion of the Christ sequel. Yeah, Passion of the Christ two, <laughs> Electric Boogajoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's a work. It's a work in progress on the title. I don't think they'll go with that in the end. But uh, yeah, well, it's going to be about the resurre- resurrection, I guess. I I never saw the Passion of the Christ. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I saw. What did you think about it? Well, it came out in like were you uh, two two thousand? Were you taken to it? Yes, I was taken to the Passion <laughs> of the Christ. Here, look up, uh, go, type in and see what year Passion of the Christ came out. Passion of the Cursed. <laughs> 2004. Okay. So, in theaters, 2004. I don't, we, we didn't see it, like, right when it came out. It was months later. And that movie was oh, in theaters. Oh, I was still pretty young. But that movie stayed in theaters for, like, eight months. Or, or something <laughs> bananas. Because the highest grossing rated our movie. Yeah, I saw it in, like, when I was, like, 14. And it, it was so weird to go see it with my mom and dad. And it was it was <laughs> usually that was your mom Yeah. And dad yeah. My mom and dad took me and maybe my younger brother went. I don't remember. Uh really once you get in there as a 14-year-old watching some, you know, Jewish guy just get mutilated and, and humiliated for 2 hours, you're kind of just out of it. But good lord, that movie was so fucking brutal and was just a long guilt scene. It the whole thing 
just felt like a way to make you feel bad and guilty and like, oh, I'm such a sinner. Look what this guy went through for me, which is what it was made for, I guess, like to do that and also in an entertaining way because it clearly had an agenda, you know, like put, it, it had a religious agenda, which is... Well, how long did they spend on like his life and everything? How long did it take to get into the crucifixion? It was like 80% torture. Really? It was like... You know, it was almost like a, a a story in passing, him getting captured and all this stuff happening to him. And it's like he's just, you know, in a whirlwind of adventure. And then suddenly it's 45 minutes of him getting whipped with uh, a cat of nine tails with, like, bone sewn into it. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Why'd you bring me here? Like, why <laughs> Why would you make... I know you tell me I gotta believe in Jesus or I'm gonna go to hell. Like, I, I go to church with you. I'm 14. It's the weekend. Did you have to bring me to watch this poor Jew get cut up for two and a half hours it's unbelievable i can't imagine how they're gonna bring this into a sequel then again after jesus dies in the book there's like another three four hundred pages because the author just didn't know how to close it out (laughs) eventually he just gets into revelation which is just a lazy kind of Shyamalan twist ending if you've ever if you've ever read the bible nope well i have twice twice Once all the way through, twice almost all the way through, honestly, I skipped, like, the Deuteronomy, uh, Leviticus, that whole section, just, yeah, it's so fucking boring and, and, and irrelevant. But if you get there, you know, it, it follows, like, a real story, you know, you get all the, the suffering of the Jews in the Old Testament, all the tribulations they're going through, God's always sending prophets going, like, come on, I'm trying to throw you a bone here, and then the pro- the Jews will either be like, yeah, we're totally down we're going to do what this prophet says, and then Jesus or God will be like, all right, we, I changed my mind. Actually, I'm going to screw you over again. Uh, it's just back and forth. Jews always getting screwed. You get to the New Testament. Jesus comes finally looking looking out for everyone, going to bring bring some help. And then the Jews of all people are the ones who shut Jesus down. So it's like, oh, no, you've forgotten where you came from, you know, like a, like a coming-of-age story where then they forget <laughs> what they were like. You know, it's really funny. It is, yeah. But well, Revelation, it's supposed if supposed to be about the resurrection, read. I when I was like probably fourteen and fifteen, really trying to believe in God, really, really wanting to be a Christian because I was so paranoid about going to hell. I, I probably wasn't fifteen, probably thirteen, fourteen. Um, I would I read Revelation to try and like gain some insight into what the fuck was going to happen when everything like went downhill and the end times were coming, and it is so difficult to read that book under the impression that it's real and that those things are going to happen because it's a hundred percent just random symbolism that you can pull anything from that you want. Like you can, it'll say, you know, and four horsemen rode in and a bone chariot awaits all those who fear the Lord. And it's like, wait, is the bone chariot taking me to hell? Or because I feared the Lord, is the bone chariot going to take me to heaven? There's no bone chariot. I was just thinking of something <laughs> scary sounding that would be in Revelation. Uh, and there's like lots of goat's heads and, and praying and singing. In Revelation, it says explicitly that heaven is going to be nothing more than sitting around in like a fucking circle with a bunch of other people endlessly praising god's name which if you've ever been to church that gets old after like three minutes i can't imagine an eternity of lauding this egomaniac just constantly he would get sick of it too in in his head he thought it would be really cool it's like have you ever wished for a movie that was a hundred percent action like when i used to watch Uh... lord of the rings when i was much younger i used to be like man this movie would be so cool 
if the entire thing, or they added like another two hours of them fighting Urukai in the forest in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. You know, <laughs> that's the fantasy because it's such a cool scene to watch when they're fighting. But if you ever actually get scenes like that, even in movies like Mad Max, you know, at some point you hit that threshold of action, and it just by saturation of action, you're kind of not taking it as seriously. You know? Uh, no, not with Mad Max. No. Every second of action in that movie was perfect. It was good, but at no point, like in Lord of the Rings with, with measured action scenes, and I'm just picking Lord of the Rings because that's the example I always fucking use, you know that at any point one of those people can die, unless you've read the books. Like, Boromir ends up dying. Oh, fuck, you know? After 50, 60, 70 minutes of uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, I'm not even vaguely concerned that that lady with one hand or Tom Hardy is going to get killed. Like, it's like, it's not going to happen. It would have happened by now. That's not like, no, no, it, I don't know. It, okay. I just I don't, don't I don't think like that. I think that you get, there's diminishing returns with action, but that's the way revelation is, you know, they just try. I don't even know how I'm supposed to tie that up. Eh, I don't that's know. That's your how. opinion. Yeah. It is my opinion by virtue of the fact that I said it, mm-hmm. but, uh, you brought up passion of the Christ you can't see that one if you haven't read the book or seen the prequel. I don't plan on seeing it at all. I'm not interested. Really? At all. No. I just think it's interesting they're making a sequel. Why? Why do I think it's interesting? Yeah. that has got to be a market. There's a ton of Christians that would love to go be made to feel guilty. Well, yeah. I just think it's so... I thought it was so strange when it was coming out and coming from a Mormon family, I remember that... Like, Mormons are really against rated R movies. So even, I remember when it came out and people at church were talking about it and they were not encouraging us to go see it because it was rated R. Really? Yeah. That was the reason my my parents wanted me to go. Is they were (laughs) like, you know, this is a rated R movie and so you couldn't even get in unless we were here, but we're, we're taking you because this is valuable. You know, you need to see... How Mel Gibson thinks this went down. (laughs) That's what, after all those, like, Mel Gibson was probably just making this movie being like, how can I make a movie where I fuck with Jews and people will like it? (laughs) Because that's, I remember when the movie came out, there was a backlash from Jews or Jewish groups saying, hey, you know, we're really getting portrayed badly in this. And then Christians had to be like, yeah. You did, you did do that though, and then they had to be like, "Oh, you, you know." But Jesus was a Jew. We got that to fall back on, and everybody was fine. Nothing, nothing came of it. Nobody got bombed. Nobody got shot. Well, he's, nothing like that. Everybody just dealt with it. He's writing the screenplay for the second one. Yes, he is. Thank God, a little bit of cohesion, you know, <laughs> character development. You know, Jesus, the reckoning. He's gonna come back. <laughs> the redemptioning. Or something like that. They always do. That's like a it's WWE style name. Yeah, about his resurrection. I know, but that was such. That was a net part of the book is not very long. Well, they're gonna make a lot of. They're money gonna have. Off of they're it. gonna have to stretch so much shit to make the resurrection seem like it takes a long time in the book. A lot that's, of character development. That's something that if you're not familiar with the Bible at all, uh, the stories that you're told, and I'm sure this is true for any religion the stories that you get told take up so much less of that book than what you think when you're told as a kid 
like I thought that the story of Jesus, like the whole thing was going to be most of the New Testament as a kid. You know, it's not at all. It's so little of the story that they have to tell it four times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John from slightly different perspectives because that's what God does when he wants to relay a message. He doesn't have one cohesive tome. He has a lot of bits and pieces, and he makes you kind of MacGyver your way into the truth. You know, is Mark right on this way? You don't know. I gave you three other ones, too. You better get to hunting, fucker. Best of luck. You know. (laughs) Anyway, well, now that we've kind of bashed Christianity a bit in a joking manner... Uh, just move straight over to to Islam, I guess. There was a terrorist attack today, or no, last night in Orlando. Did you read anything about it at all yet? I didn't read a single thing. You didn't? No. Well, basically, uh, this guy, uh, Muslim guy, lived in the United States, so his, I believe he was first, or is it first or second generation, no, he's, he's a first generation American, second generation immigrant, right? Because I think his parents moved over here. If I'm, if maybe I'm even wrong in that point is a Muslim guy lived here. I have a bunch of the articles pulled up, but I always do that thing where I leave like fucking 50 tabs open and then I can't find the one that I wanted to look through in the end. And so I end up not going back because I opened up too many tabs. Some of them about like this Muslim, uh, extremist guy, uh, the attack he did. And then other ones about fucking, Chiz and his question he sent in, you know? So we'll get to Chiz's question later. I haven't read the whole thing, so hopefully it's good. Um, But yeah, he killed 50 people. The largest mass shooting in American history. Killed 50. 50 people are still wounded. So, you know, I bet by tonight it's going to creep up to like 55 or something. Like, because that's the nature of these things. It always kind of creeps up until, you know, the total number of people dies, obviously. But uh, really fucked up. He went into a gay club in Orlando, Florida on Latin night. Um, I don't know if that's relevant or not. It's just everywhere that I'm reading about it. It says, you know, attacked gay club on Latin night. So he attacked the gay club on Latin night, just opened up, shot a ton of people, at least 100, because 50 are dead, 50 plus still wounded or injured, whatever. Um, And then he died in the end. And it's really fucked up. Where'd he get his guns? I don't know. I don't know. What? Oh, that's an important part of the story. You should look it up. Um, and what did he use to shoot? Used an AR-15, an right. Armalite 15. Uh, <laughs> what? That's, most people think it stands for Assault Rifle 15, as if they made 14, and they're like, no, this is the, this is the, the gem. Like, no, it, it's Armalite, Armalite 15. Uh, same thing that's used in most of these these mass shootings because and the thing about it is it's still a ma- Armalite 15 AR15 was trending on Twitter today because so many people has have misunderstandings about it um if you really want to stop gun violence you know the amount of people killed by handguns dwarfs the amount of people killed by assault rifles and so that's the the real anti-gun agenda is that these people don't want just assault rifles gone. They want every gun gone, but they have to start with something. And so they're trying to grab the assault rifles and say, hey, you know, these these semi-automatic guns, we don't need any of these. Do you think they're going to stop there? Of course not. You have to be a complete imbecile to think they would stop there. That's step one. They're trying to shoehorn in on this and, and take the right to own these away, which, as with anything, the only time, all you're going to do is take these out of the hands of people who get them legally. There's t- Prohibition okay. has never worked. So, according to foxnews.com, he had a handgun and a long gun 
legally purchased during the week before the shooting, uh, according to an ATF official. Then it must have been an AR-15. So he had legally purchased, so there's that. I don't know why that... They always bring that up, and I don't know how that makes it better. You know, the only difference if this shit were illegal... The only shit that if, if that gun were illegal... This article would just say he owned a legal handgun and a long gun AR-15 that we didn't know how he got. That's the only difference that it would be. Illegally obtained. Yeah, it would be illegally obtained, but he'd still have it. He'd still get it, and if if he wants that, there's so many fucking guns in this country. If you want to be a shithead and shoot an area a place up, you can, even if it's illegal, you'll find a gun. But yeah, but that's not how these articles want to address it. They want to state whether or not it was legally or illegally purchased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking about the article itself. I was saying that the same event would still happen. He would get the gun another way. Yes, but people don't see it that way. No, people don't see it that way. And, you know, I guess people differences t- of opinion. People view it in terms of legal or illegal, and they just want yes. them gone. I just don't understand why people think that you know, everybody is on the same page with, or all these same people are on the same page with prohibiting, you know, or getting rid of drug prohibition and all that shit. Like, you, prohibition doesn't work. It's the modern age. There's the fucking internet. You're, you are not going to be able to keep this shit out of people's hands. The gun, or the drug prohibition doesn't work. Gun prohibition won't work. All you're going to do is take guns out of the hands of people who, like me, who if they make guns illegal, I'm going to give up my guns. I'm going to have to, I guess, because I fucking am a law-abiding citizen. I don't want to... You know, people knocking on my door saying, like, searching for contraband, or, like, of guns that I have, you know? You know, Joe Blow, who sells crack downtown, it doesn't give a fuck. You know, guys like this, who have plans to murder people because they're gay and it's against his religion, like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, he would have just made his own bomb or... Yeah, you can do so much more damage with a bomb than with any kind of AR-15 rifle. So much more damage. And it's easier to make bombs. They have fucking shows on the Discovery Channel that show you how to make bombs, goddammit. Like, if you want to cause mayhem, you're going to. I, I just, I don't, and I, I understand the emotional outcry about it, because it does feel right that when a bunch of people get shot that you should say, you know, we got to get rid of this implement that allowed him to do it. But it's it's not going to help. Because he had a firearms, a statewide firearms license, which if you know anything about uh, firearms and Florida, it is very easy. Like, Florida's pretty um, conservative when it comes to guns. Like, you probably won't get in trouble even if you don't have a firearms license just for carrying one because there's so many carjackings yeah. and shit like that, especially in the Orlando area. Yeah, I just, I, I don't like how it always... It it immediately always comes back to guns, and there's no talk, or if there is talk, people are desperately trying to downplay it, no talk about the religious incentive that this guy had to do this. None at all. Because it's too un-PC to say, and, and literally on fucking Twitter, half an hour ago, there was, uh, tw- uh, the word Christians was trending, because so many pearl-clutching, hand-wringing pussies are tweeting, well, you know, Christians hate gays, too. You know, well, you know, all these people passing judgment on this Muslim, on, you know, these Muslims for not liking gays, but Christians, you know, you don't like gays either. That fucking The Young Turks from YouTube asshole douchebag 
Armenian genocide denier was tweeting about it, going, you know, you know, we're we're quick to pass judgment on Muslims, but you know, Christians, we've hated uh, gays in the past, as, or you've hated gays in the past as well. It's like all these false equivalencies, all this nonsense. It doesn't get us anywhere as far as, far as solving the problem. All it does is divide people, and you get lost in the weeds, going, well, it's different. You know, oh well, it's not really that different. Just look at you know Christians seven hundred years ago when we we were you know burning people for being a, a witch. You know, I guess that was only like four hundred years ago in the sixteen hundreds, maybe even early seventeen hundreds. But regardless, hundreds of years ago versus right now, yesterday, two thousand sixteen, June twelfth. Like there is a distinct difference, and nobody will talk about it. Well, I I think maybe, and I'm not trying to sympathize with them. I'm just saying like. Um, maybe they see it more as hidden, like, cause they think that our government is heavily influenced by Christianity. They think all, I, I assume they think all, all of these things like that. The people that are speaking out saying that Christians do this too, and that it's not, and that, uh, they actually tried to push like George W. Bush because, um, Presidents like him are Christian and openly say they're Christian, that their acts as president are an extension of, like, Christianity. I don't know. That's just a theory. Oh, you're saying that's why? Do you think they would make that argument, though? No. I think they could make that argument, but it's a very poorly reasoned argument. The incentive for... Because I just think... Christians weren't killing... They don't think that it's... How is the government hurting gays because they're Christian right now? I'm not talking about gays. I'm just talking about stuff that presidents do. And they're openly Christian. Oh, I I would say that it's a very poorly reasoned argument from that point, because if you're going to say, you know, oh, you know, this is a Christian nation, therefore Christianity is culpable in all poor decisions made by the government, and then meanwhile someone who, in their own words, says, I... And, you know, being supported by ISIS, I de- I tribute this to ISIS and then kills 50 gay people. Those same people will say, this is not indicative of all of, of an ideology or anything like that. It's just, you know, a rogue guy. You know what? If he was white, we'd be saying it was mentally ill. And that- yes, we would. Because the white guy probably wouldn't have said in his own words, like, I'm, I'm doing this because of the Islamic State, because of ISIS. I and see. all you, the only fucking response you get is the whole, like, not all... Muslims, and that's just a, a conversation shutdown. Everyone knows that. Nobody who has half a brain thinks that every Muslim is a terrorist. Nobody. You know? But you still can't talk about it. Like, mm. you can't say, hey, there's a real problem in this community, in this uh, subsection of people, that's, that's an issue. You know, why can't that be addressed? If these, I don't know. The whole, like, why is this special treatment being extended to these shitty people? In Germany, the same thing. Assaulting and raping women at ridiculous rates, causing so many crimes, but nobody wants to to speak out against it for the most part because they think it's racist. When really, it's just shitty people-ist. That you Mm -hmm. need to fuck those people going into a country. You know, they're not refugees, for the most part. They're migrants. You know, if they were refugees, they would have stopped in Turkey or any country along the way. And now we're getting into a whole different thing. I was just talking about the shooting here. Uh, So my whole take on it, the... Of course, people are going to use it to push their gun control agenda. Um, it's not, we just want to get rid of assault rifles. That's the first step. They want to get rid of all guns. Hillary Clinton's made that clear. Um, what has she said? 
She's super anti-gun. She's constantly tweeting and talking See, I about. I don't. I don't pay attention to her. I. I fucking hate her. her. I don't, don't want to. I fucking hate her too. Her modus operandi, just like Obama's, was healthcare. Hers is going to be gun control. That's what it is. But Ew. yeah, Ew. that's what it's going to be. But wrapping up the fucking terrorist thing, this like, how much longer is it going to take before people are too tired of pretending to not notice, like correlations and clues and that people are eventually going to say like yeah this this is really way more of a problem in this area like how many more times does stuff like that have to happen before people are like yeah that, that's a problem in that community and that really needs to be addressed instead of immediately trying desperately to be like well you know the crusades and uh you know christians in africa they did some bad stuff you know not really on the same level but still and it's just it, you, you can't have any kind of discussion on how to fix the problem because you get lost in the weeds of us versus them and Christianity versus Islam when really it should just be us sane people versus a bunch of insane people. You know? I'm really distracted by what's on your computer right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is... I was looking up newlywed game questions to see if that would be funny for us I'm to like, answer. What the fuck are you looking at? I I typed in uh newly like some cosmo shit. Yeah, some cos it pretty much is. I was looking up uh I was like, "Oh, that might be fun if we did like a newlywed thing and ask some questions like that." And so I looked up a couple websites, looked at a few and I'm like, "Well, these are kind of shitty." And cuz you know the nature of this, right? This kind of game where it'll say, not, "Uh, what is really. one trait of yours that annoys your spouse the most?" And then well, obviously we're not spouses, but I would write down uh using your towels. And then you would write down, or then you would say your answer, and you'd say, uh, it's when you use my towels in the bathroom, and you leave them on the floor, and it gets the carpet wet. And I'd go, ah? And you'd go, oh, you knew what I hate about you. You know? Or it can be oh, nice ones. Well, where it's, it's like, not that. It's you wearing my socks. I <laughs> wear your socks on accident? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, then I, that can't be the, I don't wear your, I don't wear your socks enough for that to be that a big really deal. That really drove me nuts. Did it? It ruined a bunch of my favorite socks. No, it did not. Yeah, it did. No, and then you'd only put one on. This is propaganda nonsense. You'd put this... one on one foot, and then you'd have a different sock of yours on the other foot and inside out. <laughs> Maybe. I don't understand. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get it. No. Well, anyway. Talked enough about the depressing terrorist stuff and... Someone will obviously hate yeah. what I said just well, for saying that we should be talking. All that I'm trying to say is we need to be having honest dialogue about this in the public zeitgeist. And because of people being hypersensitive, and you, not even the people in those groups. You know, people defending others on behalf of others. Where it's like, what the fuck are you even doing here? Just how about you sit back and let the people involved talk? Or I guess that's not a good idea either. Everybody should have to be able to voice their opinion. But No. No, they should. Yeah. But no, they don't think as, so. As long so fuck them. as long as we're hitting, they don't think we should voice our opinions about things that aren't PC. So fuck them. They don't get to voice their opinion. That is true, but I mean, that's the difference. Is I don't want to shut down what they have to say. But oh, I do because it is nonsense. No, but it it's nonsense. In the, in the long run, it will help people to see these idiots. Uh, espousing all their nonsense, losing credibility, desperately, desperately, desperately pandering to the far left that's trying to pretend that uh, they, there was an but article out. There, the down. the guy's the shooter's dad 
said, I don't think that it was religiously motivated. I just think that he really, really hates gay people. It's like, what? Why do you Why think he does hate gay both? people? Is it because his beliefs, an integral part of them, is to think of those people as less than human by virtue of their sexuality and deserving of death? Could that be it? Like, it's just that no one wants to have an honest dialogue about it. And if you do try and say anything at all, you have to walk on eggshells or be hit with, oh, that's hate speech, that's Islamophobia, that's nonsense. No. And I'm sure most moderate Muslims are on my team in this. They don't like it. when Because when you pander and you say, you know, this isn't just because he's Muslim, this is a lot of other things. The, the moderate Muslims don't like being lumped in with him, of course. So they should actually speak out more against it, you know? Everyone should. What we don't need is people defending shitty actions ad nauseum because they're virtue signaling trying to look and be uh, laudable for their, their morality. Anyway, sorry. Pisses me off. It just reminds me of... It's not um, fair. ...since moving to St. Louis because there's no black people in Idaho, really, except for actual people from Africa. We get a lot of refugees moving out there for little bits here and there. And moving to St. Louis, there's a lot of black people that I've met here that don't have a problem saying, yeah, if I see a black guy on the corner, I'm going to roll my windows up and lock my door because I don't want to get fucked with. I don't want my car jacked. They say that? Yeah. Hmm. Like, some of the people I work with, they're just like, I don't care. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Like, if I see you on the side of the street, certain parts of the city, they're not going to fuck around. They're not going to take the chance. They, they're going to run the red light and try to get away from you if they see you well there are certain parts of the city that if i see anyone approaching me at all and it's late at night i just run the light like i don't it's just if you see someone who looks dangerous it's like yeah they're they're probably pretty dangerous and you see somebody who doesn't look that dangerous it's like they gotta be pretty fucking dangerous just be walking around down here like i gotta get out of here <laughs> but yeah i well, don't see what some... that has to do with the previous topic of the terrorism thing but yeah i don't just have the like... same I don't have the like same experience saying, with you because like of your job. Muslim, you get to be around that a lot. Like you were saying, though, Muslim people not liking these terrorists. Like, they're part of the same group, but they're not. Oh, yeah, you know of, what I of mean? course they don't. But the thing That's is, is like, mo like, moderate Muslims will say, hey, just like the Bible says to, you know, you can own slaves, Christians now aren't okay with slaves. We understand that the Quran tells us to kill gay people, but we're not actually going to kill gay people. And then when a bunch of, you know, pearl-clutching people are saying, no, you don't speak for yourself. Let us speak, uh, let us white liberals speak for you. Actually, we need to stop being Islamophobic. And then those Muslims should be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't take this and, and conflate it with all, because now you're making it look like we're a member of the group that is promoting this, you know? Kind, maybe I'm not articulating this correctly. I don't think I am. I think I need to, to rethink and say that last point again, because I don't think I explained it correctly. But regardless, moving on. Moving on. Um, Gawker filed for bankruptcy. What is Gawker? Gawker is a clickbait site like BuzzFeed um, where they say, yes. like, six crazy ways to, to, to sand your furniture. Or how like, do they go out of How do they file bankruptcy? What are they spending well, their money on? <laughs> uh, a few years ago, they, or last year, do you remember they had um, when Jennifer Lawrence the girl from Hunger Games, yes. all of her nude pictures leaked, yes. and Gawker was one of those sites saying, like, this is disgusting. Uh, they, they had an article title that said, did Jennifer Lawrence's nudes just leak? 
<laughs> saying like, we're not the ones promoting it, but wow, someone really crossed the line, you know, and that's what they did. They, they were uh, shaming people saying, oh, that's so misogynistic and awful for everyone looking at these. This should be removed from the internet. Uh, two years before that, this isn't they new. released, I know, um, no, 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 this is because lawsuits take a long time. Two years before that, before Jennifer Lawrence's stuff, Hulk Hogan's had a sex tape release. Yeah. And Gawker refused to take it down. They said, we got our hands on a, on a Hulk Hogan sex tape, and his lawyers are telling us to take it down, and we are saying, no, we're not taking this down. We're leaving his sex tape up. Hulk Hogan sues Gawker for it, and a billionaire who was outed as gay by Gawker years before that funded the entire thing for Hulk Hogan. Like, as a ghost guy. Just being like, yeah. That's pretty cool. Fuck, fuck Gawker. They outed me as gay. They wouldn't take your sex tape down. They're just self-righteous cunts. Let's fuck with them. And so they had to, you know, I, I don't, who knows? Maybe they'll still be back. More than likely, they'll be back under just some new false flag operation. Where, or not, that's the wrong iteration of false flag. But some, you know, new flagship site. So instead of Gawker, it'll be, you know, wanker. Or whatever the new one is, and it's just people, you know, the same content, mostly the same people, uh, just a different domain name, I guess. Different root domain. Um, yeah, I thought that was nice. I like seeing those people get taken down a peg, you know? I like seeing them get squashed and stepped yeah. on and shit on and not just taken down a peg. It's funny when they just fucking fail. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like... I don't like those websites, they're shit. They're, they ruin content online. Do you ever accidentally click on them? No. Anytime I see anything that gives me a list of things, I do not click it. Anything that says 30 of the top you know, NHL goal scorers in history, 30, like anything, doesn't matter. It's all just fucking clickbait because it's just no content. It'll be like a picture of Brett Hall and it'll say... Brett Hall played for the St. Louis Blues from 1999 to 1999. And, uh, you know, here's a still shot of him scoring a goal. He won the cup with the Dallas Stars. You know, it's like, I knew all those things. And that's just a picture of him, and there's six ads for fucking heartburn medication on the side of it. Fuck you, I was, I was bamboozled. No. Looking up heartburn medication? I'm just trying to think of random fucking shit. Yeah. Um, how about those websites like Forbes in my mind, would be a website that you would want to go to, but then they have the whole, like, oh, this article is in ten sections, and you have oh, to click yeah. through to read the next section. Yeah, wait How do you feel six about those? minutes, and then you can proceed. Yeah, I hate that. I don't go to Forbes at all. They're And terrible. sometimes they have good-looking, like, interesting-looking articles, but I don't go there because they're cunty and they're as trying to As soon as I me. see it's Forbes, I'm just like, God damn it, they're going to have something pop up, and no. Yeah, horse shit. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. What else do you have on your docket list? I'm curious. Well, I have these pictures of J.K. Simmons getting jacked. That's not actually J.K. Simmons. That's not? No, that's a guy who looks like J.K. Simmons. That was the joke. That was a joke? <laughs> yeah. Oh! No! That's not J.K. Simmons. Or if he is, that's clearly steroids, because that's not how an old man's body looks, unless you have a lot of HGH pumped in there. Yeah. Yep, that's not J.K. Simmons. That looks like the old man from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, you can see in his face right there. Look at that. That's not him. 
okay, well, I then okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm that. wrong. Maybe he's on HGH and he's really really giving it at all. His all. Uh. It's just you don't you don't produce enough testosterone where, where did you at the see age. That of, this wasn't him. I saw it as like a joke picture where someone posted it and said like this looks like uh, J.K. Simmons uh, mixed with something else. Like that's what I thought it was. Well. It's a pi- describing for the people on the way to work. Uh, it's a picture of an old man working out, and we're trying to discern if it's the old man we thought him to be, or just <laughs> one we think he might be. But I loved. I wanted to be true. I love J.K. Simmons. I like him too. He's he was amazing. Mm-hmm. You want to? He was the best part of Portal Two. Best part, Chip something or other. He was in Portal Two. Yeah. He's a. Uh, he. He plays a voice that comes over the intercom. It's really funny. I really want you to play the Portal games. I okay, I'll They're try. So em. good. I maybe I don't They're know. So I just good. don't. I'll tell you how to beat all of the hard puzzles. It's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like worried about not being able to figure out the puzzles. Oh, I just... you should be. Why? Because you're not good at puzzle games. Well, how do you like, know? I don't you're play. You're just fucking... like this is stupid. I resent that. I don't play puzzle games. I know, but you. you can't figure it out in for like two seconds and you're like this is taking forever this That's is ridiculous tr- th- this is dude, stupid th- this, that is totally nonsense i play you think that about the uh zombies i maps. play so many games that result i play s- strategy trading card games what's that if not strategy is different from puzzle games i'm saying Way that different. you have to think tactically and analytically to yes, play strategy I'm not games. I'm you're not good at that. And that's all you have to do for puzzles as well. You're very good at that. And you're very good at, like, like coming up with solutions, thinking on your feet. But then puzzle games that are meant to stump you, as soon as you're stumped, you're just like, oh, well, this is this is ridiculous. I can't come up with a logical solution in, what? Enough, no. in a short enough period of time that's, I don't even to keep play. this entertaining. What, what, what propaganda case study are you looking at for this shit because i don't even play I, enough puzzle games for you to know that because i think i i had you play portal one at one point one time and then you got frustrated because some of them some of the puzzles just didn't make sense and then when i told you the answer you're just like oh this is stupid i feel like this is stupid are you sure yeah i don't, I don't remember that <laughs> I'm pretty sure because you started that with i think and i'm pretty sure trying to <laughs> slander me on my own shitty podcast, no less. <laughs> and before we go out to get sushi tonight, that I'll be paying for. Actually, no. Billionaire Taylor has his women pay for their own octopus sashimi. <laughs> Don't they? That's what you're going to get. Octopus sashimi. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't even eat fish a year and a half ago. Nah, maybe it's been more than that now. Probably like two years ago. Um. Yeah. Yeah. About... No, I thought it was more like, like, I started, I thought I started eating uh, sushi, like, January of last year. Maybe. You didn't eat sushi at first. You you wouldn't eat any fish at all until we got salmon. And then you're like, oh, this is actually just normal fucking meat. Just salmon. You know, throw some lemon on it. It's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I had a terrible fish sticks incident in kindergarten. That's so not fair. That's such it's, an... It wasn't. It wasn't fair to me my whole life because I every time I smelled fish, it just reminded me of throwing up I, those I know. It's just such an extreme, sticks. such an extreme example of fish to judge yeah. all fish by. That's like judging yeah, all Muslims based on this guy, <laughs> Melissa, taking one nasty fish stick and using it to judge 
delicious well, sashimi. And then I'd see my dad and fatty eat, tuna. eat uh, fish and clams and take like, what are those, oyster shots or clam shots or whatever. And they were always so disgusting because he would just like drink butter with it. Like he would eat crab and he would dip the crab in the butter, but then he'd also just drink some of the butter when he ate it. So when you see somebody Ugh. constantly telling you, eat, oh, this is so good, eat more fish, eat more fish, and then I see him drinking butter with his, it's just like, ew, like, it's just, it smells nasty, and you're drinking butter. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's gross why. to watch but people you, you drink butter. You opened my eyes. I you did. You opened my mind to a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw a story about, I should talk towards the microphone like I've fucking done this before. I saw a story about a woman who uh, breastfeeds her 36-year-old boyfriend because <gasps> oh, God, she, no. she wanted a boyfriend oh. or a partner who would drink from her tits. And so she was basically trolling, being like, do you want you into this? And some guy was like, yeah, sure. And so... The thing is, I was reading, like, a little bit of the article because it was fucking weird. And it was like, oh, Suzanne or whatever isn't lactating. So Steve is just, you know, sucking on her tits every night, fooling the body into starting to produce milk. Yeah. So that guy has to basically sit there and just suck on her tit all the time to try and fool her body into thinking she's lactating. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, haven't you ever heard of wet nurses? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. knew that, no, I know that you can just, like, that's how it works. I'm well, just saying. I, I, I'm just making sure, because you don't know how the female body works with a lot of these things. <laughs> that's a mean thing to say. It's not, well, it's, I'm, it's not intended to be mean. You well, here we went are. went to a private Christian school, and your ideas about how those things work are pretty <laughs> out there sometimes. With what? When I joked around about... Uh, no. What the fuck did I joke around about? About how contraception works. Yes. I was clearly riffing, no. joking no, but around. you didn't know, but you didn't actually know. Oh, I know. don't know how it actually works other than it, it <laughs> does a fucking something with your eggs. <laughs> Shoots those eggs around, you know. It locks them all up away. It keeps them away. You know, it just, it makes you think that you're always pregnant, right? So another one can't attach to the wall. The pregnancy wall. <laughs> That's what it's known as in medical circles. And I've explained this to you before. I don't but... care enough to listen. I don't think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I it's... can tell. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about how how birth control works. I just know you need to take those pills and make it so you don't get pregnant. You know, that's the important thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else? I just got a very different sex education from you. <laughs> yeah, that I was like clearly you know a scientific joking. one. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I didn't get you sex ed. You may be joking about your explanation, but you're not joking about the fact that you don't know. No, I am not. I <laughs> never researched it. Because you didn't get any it. of that. No, I didn't get it at all. Our whole thing was like, hey, you shouldn't have sex. And then I was like, no. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and not follow that logic because because I am a hormonal boy and I want to have sex and, you know. You didn't really establish the importance of condoms, so I'm not going to use it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, you, we didn't get a good education at all for sex ed, which is horrible. You really got to step up sex ed. I don't, I don't give a fuck about 
you know, learning the specific biology of how birth control works, but they should definitely be telling you yeah, what to be using. They should be explaining all of this to all of this to people. Yeah. Well, that was a bad that I didn't care nearly as much about learning about how birth control works because when you've been lied to about how birth control works and that and you've also been lied to about evolution as a whole, evolution takes precedence. And so I really spent a lot of time trying to figure that shit out and I guess Never really saw the need to get back to birth control. I mean, I don't need to take it. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that'd be really sweet if there was a male birth control pill. Yeah, then you could see how it feels. To what? To have your biology fucked with. What, just to shut down, to make my sperm not mo- mobile, modal anymore? Modal. Mo- motil? The motility is that what it's called. Okay. I motility. Were... Sperm motility. Oh, did you never learn that, you fucking idiot? Like, no, I thought you said modal, like. Like a... modal? Like uh, MeUndies? Yeah. <laughs> modal? Mm-hmm. Modal? No. No. I think it would just shut down my sperm's motility. Yeah, you don't like those beers. I like those. Yeah, I know. White rascal. White rascal, Belgian wheat. But. Yeah, I think it would be way easier to have a male birth control pill. I'm for it. I'm totally for it. Because it makes more sense to take, like, the bullets out of the gun, you know, <laughs> than to have to wear a bunch of, you know, Kevlar and just hope for the best. <laughs> Doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, totally. Just make it so my sperm are retarded for a little while. They they kind of, like, barely swim, and then they just kind of die. Oh. You know? What if one What if... The retardation of the sperm, like, makes them, like, changes them biologically, and one of them makes it to an egg, and it makes a super retard. No, it's not. It, they're no longer able to move, is my understanding. I, I read a, an article about how it was, they introduced it in India, or Pac, no, not Pakistan. Oh, so you know more India. about this than how women birth, women's birth control works? <laughs> I don't know how it works. I just know what it said it was going to do. Oh, okay. Just said it was going to make your sperm not be able to swim or be mobile at all. And by that, you wouldn't be able to get anyone pregnant. Because it couldn't get... Yeah, but what if there was a super sperm in there that became resistant and was like, I'm going to fight through this. And it got to an egg and then made a super retard. (laughs) Maybe they could do it to where it keeps the sperm from coming out. And it's just the seminal fluid that comes out. Yeah. You know? The shit that it swims around yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I know. I you know learned. these things because I, yeah, I was taught these things. Yeah, you were taught these things in school. I was not. Because I did debate in high school. My whole senior debate year was about sex education. I had to do quite a bit of Googling <laughs> to figure that out. <laughs> why do use, much of it. Yeah, why use condoms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh what else did you have on yours list uh apparently they're wanting to make an archer live action movie and they are hoping that john ham will play archer how do you feel about that i'm not a fan of that idea me neither archer only works because it's a cartoon i like john ham too he's a blues fan he goes to the games but uh i i don't like the idea of a live action cartoon movie because the whole thing that's endearing about it is now that it's a cartoon you know like if krieger is just some dude walking out being like a crazy german it's gonna kind of be like that's not really krieger like 
Yeah. The crazy stuff that they do, you can only do in cartoons. But like some the of the unrealistic... crazy stuff that they do in Archer, like the car chase scenes and shit, they don't look that good because the animation budget isn't high. I don't really care about how good the action scenes work. I just, I don't like when... A but pre- they look better what live I'm saying, action is maybe, what I'm saying. What I'm saying for the show is that, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Like if they made a live action South Park, it wouldn't work because well, so much ridiculous... you can't compare South Park. They're little squares and circles. You Okay, well then I'll say... They're at any, least realistic looking. No, Archer any, is a realistic looking person. Any... Any show that sets a precedent of, like, people dying and coming back and, like, ridiculous silliness like that, I don't like when it suddenly switches that to live action. Like, Archer does shit that would not be believable even if it was Schwarzenegger and, you know, fucking Expendables, whatever those movies are. Like, it, Does it have to? No, but I don't like that. I don't like when it's a bunch of, like, goofy, like, crazy over-the-top Pam, this big fat bitch who is, like, a great fighter, and it's funny because it's a commercial, but any real-life fat woman is not going to be able to pull that off. That's not going to be funny. It's just going to be... I'm, I can't believe that that woman is a really tough rock and roll badass chick. Like, she's just a big, fat, frumpy mess. Like, Pam in the cartoon show, well, though. Melissa McCarthy played, this, the pro, uh, played a... Yeah, and no one could believe for half a second that that chick could jog up a flight of stairs, much less beat that someone up. That was a funny movie, though. I'm saying that it doesn't fit in with what I want from Archer. Okay. I want it to stay a what cartoon. You want. Yes. Well, yes. what were you asking? What I think is best for the world with this? <laughs> what I think is best for the world is that we stick to the the show, maybe, or maybe I don't know. Give a, I don't give a fuck. Make it. I probably won't like it, but maybe I will. Like, I, I just think focus on the show because I have not liked Archer as much as a whole ever since the cocaine season. Well, I haven't liked Silent Hill as a whole since the Japanese stopped making them. So, but they if should make it you live tell action. Me that they're going to make another Silent Hill game then i'm all for it i don't care i just i want to consume more of the media even if it sucks i still want more maybe and archer's one of those things like i think that oh uh, if done right like it could be really fun speaking of media that we've yeah that we've been consuming (laughs) one of our favorite podcasts or at least up there stopped recently oh god i don't even want to oh i don't even want to talk about it no just fucking so upset i well i am why don't you catch people up oh explain just what the the show is we just listen we just listened to the biggest problem in the universe pretty much since they started like since like week one or two yeah, and because I was a fan of Maddox and liked his little videos and his little website and whatever and thought it was kind of funny, well, real, you know, I'll for explain, a long time. I'll and explain then, what it is in the show so people know, because that's what I thought you were going to do. So it's a it's a podcast that has Maddox, the guy who had the uh, best page in the universe, and Dick Masterson, a guy who got basically banned from YouTube for being a misogynistic troll. Like, he's clearly not actually like that. Uh, and... The podcast theme was they'd bring in, quote-unquote, the biggest problem in the universe, whether or not that's, you know, uh, I don't know, what were some good ones? Female genital mutilation and is up there. And anti-vaxxers 
top and, top problems. And then they'd have other ones that were more silly, like piss driblets, where you know you I just, really liked piss like, driblets, it, even so, though I don't experience. Yeah, and piss and then you have to. It, it was a debate between the two of them for saying like, no, my problem of get, having a little bit of pee leak out of your penis when you put it back in your pants is a bigger problem than you know uh, anti-vaxxers, and it's like a tongue-in-cheek comedy thing, or it was for a while. Uh, that was the catch-up, but I'll let you go, because I think you've actually researched it more than I have what? at this point. No, no. I Basically, it's we've both been feeling for a while that Maddox and Dick, especially, like, it seems like a lot of Dick's um, answers and responses are cut short, and they don't make very much sense. And in the last couple months, we've just both kind of felt that Maddox is just trying to steamroll over everything that Dick wants to do. And Dick's the funny one. Maddox is not so funny. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of sucked. And then recently, what was it, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, um, well, like, going back further than that, four weeks ago, they took a break and did best of episodes, and then they came back and said, the podcast is over, but Dick wasn't there. He wasn't on the final episode. They had a guest for the final episode, and Maddox didn't fucking mention Dick in any of it. It, would, it was infuriating. Yeah. It was. It made me want to vomit. I've mentioned this podcast. I've said this is, that was my favorite podcast for a while now on, this, on my little shitty show here, and so I'm sure some of you have listened to it because it's really funny, or it was. Uh, but it would basically be like if Woody came on next week, shut down PKA, and made no note, n- made no mention of Kyle, Wings, myself, anybody else who was involved at all. And it was just like, you know, I think I've done a really good job here uh, cultivating this environment, and, you know, it's just time for us to move on. You know, that's basically what it was. And so he pissed off all of his fans. Um if you still haven't listened to the podcast, like all the there's archive episodes and whatnot, I should I think you should l- listen to those because it's really fucking funny content, really well done. Um, it's just you can tell as it goes on. It's almost interesting. Like re- if you ever you know you rewatch movies and you see things you didn't see before, going back to re-listen to these, like even the first time I heard them, I could tell that they were hating each other a little more and more as time went on because Maddox was getting tired of playing second fiddle because at the end of the day. Like, Maddox is a good writer, and even that is pretty generous, because his books mainly consist of pictures and ripping on children. Uh, you know, it's not very poignant stuff. But he's funny in writing. Or he was, until he beat the same drum for 15 years. Really, I'm trying to compliment the guy when he doesn't have that much to compliment anymore. Um, his his web content hasn't been good for a long time. I used to read it when I was, like, 12, 13, uh, the, for the first time, and I thought it was so fucking funny, and his old articles are fucking funny. It's just, it's the, it's been the same thing for so, so, but so, 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 so long. He's had some good stuff. Like, even on his YouTube channel, I noticed that they, that his videos kind of got shittier in the last five months or so. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, if it's the production quality, if it's the writing. I don't know what it is, but there's something off and missing, because, like, that, uh, spider woman cover video that he did mm-hmm. is still pretty good i like oh that. no this isn't to say that all of his stuff is shit not at all and to like, say that i'm just saying like it, it um it's not that he's it's gone shit. downhill yeah it's it's trended it's been a net decline in quality and humor for a long time i'm not sure if that's because now i'm an adult and it's not 
as funny as it was when I was, you know, 13, watching this guy rant about extreme uh, snack foods that he got at his gas station, which I still remember that article. Fucking hilarious. All his little uh, Microsoft paints he had on there, those made me laugh so hard. I thought they were hilarious. See, I, I just disagree. I just think it's last, like, five, six months. I'm just saying that his... He has been the same guy for so long, uh, and his character has just been the same guy of, I'm the best, I'm the smartest, I am I am so knowledgeable on all these things. And when you're on a, a written medium, you can maintain the reader's suspension of disbelief, and they can kind of think of you as this uh, demigod of sorts who's, like, handing down knowledge. But then the curtain is pulled back, so to speak, when he gets on a verbal audio medium like this, and you're suddenly like... This guy's not that bright. Like, this guy, he doesn't really understand social norms. He doesn't understand social cues. He clearly has misapprehensions and misunderstandings about how arguments are formed, immediately thinking that, claiming, you know, oh, that's a red herring fucking fallacy, thinking that calling someone out on a fallacy is the same thing as, you know, a trump card winning it, an argument when really it's not. And then he it, has just, his own he, fallacies that he does all the he time. Does. He does. He'll... He, it was so aggravating. I don't want to harp on it because I'm sure a lot of you haven't listened to the podcast that I'm, talk- I'm talking about. It's r- super fucking funny, though. Go listen to it. Um, thedickshow.com, I think, is Dick Masterson's new podcast. So definitely go check that out. Um, don't really give... I tried listening to Maddox's new podcast after they split up, and holy shit, it's just... It's so uncomfortable. I won't. I won't consume any more of his media whatsoever. No. Melissa, like, we were that talk- was such horseshit. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Like, if... Uh, yeah, if it, there's no other way to compare it better for those of you who have PKA as your primary podcast than to say it would be like uh, Woody or Kyle getting up there and rapping PKA and acting like nobody else was there. Like that that's the level of of narcissism well, that this no, this guy exhibited. But he thanked everyone except Dick. Spitefully. That, so that like, would be like Woody saying, I, I want to like, thank this guy for doing the graphics. I want to thank this guy. For, I want to thank Chiz for all his tireless work with getting like, sponsors. I want to yeah, I want to thank MeUndies. I want to thank, uh, you know, Squarespace. I want to thank blah, blah, blah. And then just no mention of Kyle. Like that's exactly what that it would, would be, be like. what it was like uh, if, if he was saying things like, you know, thank you so much, Taylor, for stepping in and being so great. Like and, and but then mo- no mention of Kyle. That's kind of what it would be like. But uh, anyway, onward and upward. Check that podcast out. The Dick Show. Um, if you enjoy feeling uncomfortable, listen to Maddox's show. But I don't recommend. No, it. don't. Um, don't. No, it's just nobody's nobody's gonna listen. Nobody's gonna listen to that shit for more than a couple couple weeks. Like it's not good. It's not good. Um, Is 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 writing is? I don't know. He he really really thinks of himself as really smart, but he's just kind of maybe a little bit above average in intelligence, and he doesn't have the social cues or the wherewithal to debate honestly because he takes everything as a, a personal affront. You know. Yeah. Like, he, he ties himself in so much with his quote-unquote problems during the podcast that if Dick was joking around and said, ah, female genital mutilation, not a huge deal, like, Maddox would have to, you know, make it into a huge deal. Like, it, it's, when clearly it's like, Dick's just fucking around. Like, it's a comedy podcast. I'm just so happy that Dick's doing his own show. Yeah. Like, I, that's the silver lining. I thought that we were just going to have to go without any podcast with Dick Masterson. That was the sad part. Yeah, but Dick is fucking hilarious. Because I would listen to that on my way to work every Tuesday. 
Yeah, I would listen to it all the time. I re- I re-listened to quite a few of those because they were hilarious. It's not until late, late episodes that you see that they actively are bitching at each other and Dick seems to not like being there. Maddox seems to not like being there. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, they really, really fucked, or I guess Maddox really fucked up. Really fucked up. Um, anywho, let's look at a couple questions. Would you like to? Okay. Uh, what? Oh, we didn't get to something you wrote down? What'd you no, have written down? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. You put that down too. I did too, yes. You had somewhere, you clearly had something you wanted to talk about with Game of Thrones, so I'll let you pick the point Just in the last. Just because Ian McShane was in it, and nope. that was exciting. See, tell, uh, who's Ian McShane? Ian McShane, um, if you're a fan, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. If you're a fan of Ian McShane, you know him from Deadwood, and he was. Al Swearingen in Deadwood, and he has some amazing... He was just amazing in Deadwood. Um, so I'm a huge fan of him from Deadwood. Huge fan of him in general just because he's awesome. Yeah. And he was in... Um, I don't think they gave him a name. Did they give him a name? In the Game of Thrones? Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, he was in it briefly, which, you know, I wish he would have been in it longer, but. I like him as an actor. Yeah, that was the most exciting part for me. More about exciting Game of than that for me was the hounds coming back. Yeah. What? Just, yeah? Well, I wasn't surprised because you were talking about it. It would have been more surprising if, like, I hadn't heard you talking about it and then. He just showed up, and I've been like, oh, he's alive. Yeah, I think we're going to get a new character revealed tonight as well. And if it's the character oh that God, I'm thinking... Oh if it's oh the character that I'm thinking about, I will be so psyched, because this character is super cool, but we're well, not going to say anything. Yes, we're going to say her name. No, because, no, no. Yes, because it's don't. not a giveaway unless you know who it is already. Don't say the name, because people will Google it. And they'll, it'll ruin then it for it, them. Then it's their fucking fault if they google it like spoiler warning already i mean come on yeah but then what okay. we have to not say her name just because go ahead people will google we've, it we've ended up saying it on said it we probably said it on pk before. yeah yeah lady stoneheart so that'll be great if she's actually on and i'm sure like there is probably a possibility of being able to google and find out if a particular um actress was working as that character on the show so i i mean there's a possibility that it's leaked anyway but just don't google it if you don't want to know yep spoilers don't google it oh it'll be so exciting i've been waiting for that for a very long time although i am sad about like I don't know if the interaction with Brienne and this mm-hmm. character will happen, which I want it to. I want it to as well. I but want it to so bad. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. So, going to get into some questions. I tweeted out to have you guys send some, uh, and I'll pick some of those to supplement those from Patreon and YouTube. Um, I think we'll start with Dr. Chiz. Dr. Chiz sending a question. <laughs> so, let's see. A uh, bunch of leading questions from Chiz. Let's see. All right. Twit longer. 140 characters, not enough for Chiz. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to send his own paragraph, you silly bitch. Um, 
We just had one of the largest shootings in American history from an American citizen, not a migrant. Uh, are you not just turning more natural-born citizens against America by going with this anti-Muslim agenda and not letting them enter the states? Um, first of all, not by saying it's not a migrant, um, that's actually worse. That's saying that this, this problem of not assimilating is so bad that even people who have lived their entire lives here can be poisoned by this venomous ideology and still engage in horrible acts. So to say that by virtue of the fact that it's not a migrant, it's somehow less abhorrent or excusable in any way doesn't seem to further the conversation. So I would say that's a, a moot point. Um, are we not turning more natural-born citizens against America by going with this anti-Muslim agenda and not letting them enter the states? Um, no. No, we're not. Natural-born American citizens aren't, just going, aren't going to be turned against America to the point of murdering people. Uh, that, that's a tacit assumption that these people are, by their nature, so violent that they're just a couple of moves away from engaging in these heinous acts, so it seems more condescending than helpful, if you know what I mean, Chiz. Um, yeah, no. What, what anti-Muslim agenda? It's not an anti-Muslim agenda. It's, uh, maybe from Trump it is, but from me and most reasonable people, I don't think that we want just a ban on Muslims entering the country. We want all people who want to enter the country to have to go through the proper channels. That's reasonable and it's fine, and to mislabel that as some sort of Islamophobia because those people happen to include Muslims is disingenuous. Um, also, why is it okay to say guns are fine, these shootings only happen every now and then and don't affect... Oh, I think I misread that. Also, why is it okay to say guns are fine, these shootings only happen every now and then and don't affect the laws surrounding them, but gun activists don't apply the same rationale to immigrants or Muslim people who have a low population of incidents comparably and in turn want to ban all of them? Um, first of all, you're framing the argument incorrectly. Uh, the argument isn't, hey, these guns are fine, as long as the number of people killed stays under 500,000 a year, guns are okay. It's not an argument of guns, you know, they haven't hit this critical mass of deaths, therefore they're still okay. Um, that's a simplistic way to look at it. Um, the way you should look at it is, why, based on the actions of a few maniacs, should hundreds of thousands, no, millions and millions and millions and millions of responsible gun owners who lock them up, keep them safe, don't, you know, uh, swing the barrel around, they just take it, like, why should those people be punished when every other type of prohibition in history has been seen to fail? Why is this one different, Chiz? Why is this different? Why is this the prohibition that is bad and not weed or something, you know? Or, or, or I'm sorry, why is this the prohibition that will finally be efficacious, unlike every form of prohibition ever practiced? Like, it's, it's just, it's a simplistic kind of feel-good answer, you know, that won't actually change anything. If you try and take, it's, it's not going to help, you know? But to phrase it as, uh, guns are fine because only the X number of people die, no, that's, that's a misleading way to frame that argument. Uh, da, da, da. I, I can't even, it's so long of a sentence, I can't even see what he's saying, understand what he's saying in the second half. Maybe I addressed it. Uh, same goes for Muslim, or Mexicans crossing into the States, uh, just looking for a little consistency here. We say one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch when it comes to gun rights, but not two huge groups of the population, so what's the rationale behind that? Uh, if this doesn't make it into the video, you're anti-humanity. Oh, fuck you, Chiz. Um, well, the difference here is that uh, we have the right to own guns under our Constitution, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that should be taken away based on the actions of a few people. Uh, meanwhile, when there are people coming into our country illegally, committing crimes, and yes, every person who has entered our country illegally has, by virtue of that fact, committed at least one crime, uh, it's, it's not a fair comparison at all. Do you not see that? 
Do you not see that comparing the danger by these implements and the danger posed by a group of people, that's not... Do you see that false equivalency? That's not the same thing. These items are not people. These items are used by people. Uh, the other problem is people themselves who are coming in. And be that as it may, that the majority of them are not causing tons of problems. It, it's still... The fact that there are some coming in who are causing problems is aggravating, I would say, to American citizens who are thinking, oh, wh wh hold the fucking phone here. We're always getting shit on by the world. People talking trash about us, how we're so intolerant and so backwards and so this, that, and the other. And these people are coming in and problems are occurring. And, and yeah, I guess now at this point, it's more fear from people here that what's happening in Europe, uh, especially France, Germany, uh, is going, Sweden even, you know, the, the Scandinavian countries. Uh, with those those epidemics of crime caused by migrants, that's what people are concerned about. So I think that it's more that people are concerned that these incidents of problems, just like the, the San Jose um, riots at that fucking Trump convention, you know, all the, the Mexicans waving flags, the La, La Raza stuff, uh, attacking people, spitting on them, being shitty. Nobody thinks that's indicative of all Mexicans. You'd have to be a retarded person to think that. But to see those people bragging about being here illegally and doing things illegal and taking advantage of our welfare state, basically, like it's, it's very disingenuous and unfair to make that as equivalent to, to a gun issue. Like, you have to see that. So I know you asked a few leading questions here, Chiz, you sneaky bitch. But uh, anyway, thank you for asking. Uh, do you or Melissa have a dream car? Ooh, yes. Yes, what is it? A GT500 Shelby Cobra. What color? Blue or red. Yeah? And why is that? Because you don't seem to care about cars at all in any way. I like old cars. Have you ever driven an old car like that? Yeah. A 60, my dad's 67 Camaro. I helped him work on it, and I helped sand it and paint it. That's cool. Yeah. It I was something I wish I would have spent more time with him doing. Because I really liked him. And I had a little model car of it, too. And it was really cute. <laughs> My dream car, if I'm reasonably, like, millionaire wealthy, uh, I would just buy, like, a really big SUV. Or a really nice SUV, I guess. Doesn't have to be a big SUV. Just a really nice one. Uh, like, a really, really nice Jeep Grand Cherokee or a really, really nice uh, Chevy Tahoe. Something like that. I, I wouldn't want a sports car, I don't think. Um, if I did, if I got to like billionaire level, my dream car would be something like super simple, like a Honda Accord, just, just like I said earlier, like to spite people who weren't as rich as me and would think about everything they would spend it on if they had my money. And meanwhile, I'd get so much more joy driving around in my fucking, you know, Lincoln town car from 2006, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I don't know why that's such a fun fantasy for me is to be really, 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 really obscenely rich and not spend a bunch of money out of spite. Is that normal? I don't think it is. I think most people, when they fantasize about being billionaires, it's everything they can buy. And I'm just fantasizing about the spite. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is your opinion of the Capitals' loss to the Pens in the playoffs? Um, I, I called it. I said Pens over Caps in six. That's not to say that I'm super... Uh, when I did I know you what, call that? On Twitter at the beginning of the series. Go back okay. and check my tweets. Pens and oh, six. Oh, go back and check my tweets. Yep, pens and six, I said. I don't read any of your tweets. I got it wrong for a bunch of other series, but I got that one right, at least. You know, it's not saying I'm an expert in hockey. I just happened well, to guess that one right. you change it all the time, too, because you I were, tweeted before were, everyone. 
every series for the playoffs, which one I thought. And I got a lot of them wrong. And I got a lot of them right. A couple of them right. More wrong than right. It's looking like I'm going to get the Stanley Cup prediction right, though, from before the season. The Penguins. What? You said the Capitals. At the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. I thought they had a good shot. I didn't say Capitals are winning at all. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I did. Yeah, oh, you my did. God. There was Whatever. a point in time. I don't care if you said it on Twitter yeah, or not. You like, you said it. Okay. You said Capitals are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. They're doing so well. I said they're doing really well. They're pr- they have a good shot to win the Cup. Okay. I don't know why you're so hell-bent on, on making it sound like I'm... You know, adamantly. No, you, know, you just in... say a lot. You say a lot of things. You say a lot of different things. I can't keep track of it all. Oh my god! What a passive little dig. I can't keep track of all the things you say. You're just constantly making I shit can't, up. Can't because I don't know enough about hockey to just log everything that you say about it. Well, anyway, uh, Capitals losing to the Pens. I just get little snippets. If you go here to my there. Twitter, you'll see I called that one in six. And or maybe I even said seven. I don't know. I guess I picked the right one. I think I did say six though, because I didn't think they'd make it to seven because the Capitals. Do you ever delete tweets? Not usually. Not usually. No. So you didn't say something else and then delete. If I (laughs) usually if I delete tweets, it's because like I put something that I thought was really funny, and then it'll be up for a minute, and then then I'll realize people like it. No, then I realize that like. I totally misspelled a word, or I, like, hashtagged it wrong, and I'm like, I look like such a fucking boob, like, and then I'll, I'll delete boob. that. Yeah. Where, like, I'll do, like, hashtag, you know, I don't know, Bernie Sanders, you know, you know, political, whatever, That's, that wouldn't be a very good hashtag, but I'll just misspell a hashtag and fuck it up. Anyway, back to the question. Um, that sucks for the Capitals, uh, but at the same time, I'm... I would have liked to see Oshie and Ovechkin get a cup more than any other team that doesn't have a Stanley Cup yet, but I really just want the Penguins to win it now in the Stanley Cup because I do not want any more teams winning it before we win one. It's not fair if the Sharks get a cup before we do. Bullshit. None of those people in San Jose even care. They were way more pissed about Trump being there and way more invested in Golden State being in the playoffs for basketball right now. None of them care about hockey, so that's kind of aggravating to see them experiencing so much success, or so much near success at the moment, but... uh, yeah, hopefully the capital the capitals are going to be good for for a while. So I think that Caps fans don't need to, you know, be too bent out of shape about it. And I know it, you know, oh, we lost again. I know you did. I know you did. I know that's hard, isn't it? Get used to it. Join the club. Uh, ta ta. God damn it! I'm looking through my fucking Twitter mentions right now, but Chiz got into a conversation with a bunch of the people who tweeted at me about his goddamn <laughs> liberal agenda, and now it's taken up my whole feed. I'm kidding. Chiz isn't some f- super fucking liberal. I'm just joking because I know that bothers him. Um, and I know you're listening, Chiz. T- fucking Skype me or something if you think I didn't answer your question right, because I'm pretty sure I understood it. Um, and I'll apparently answer your question off of the podcast. Which question? Chiz's. <laughs> What? Nothing. I don't. I don't even understand what you're talking about. You were just steamrolling through that question because you just had something prepared for everything, and it's just—it was just funny. That's why I left and took you a bathroom up? break. Yeah, I read because <laughs> you the... were just steamrolling through my. Oh, I didn't, you know, write my senior thesis on gun control or anything. <laughs> but why didn't you speak up? <laughs> uh. Because it's quite impossible when you're on a roll. 
Pick another question. What? No, it's not. You could have just <laughs> waited until I was done and then not left to go to the bathroom. And then just sat here and said, did you have something to say about? Say what you wanted to say about the No, about we're Chiz. not going back to that. It's right here. We're not going We're back in between to questions anyway. Question. Okay. Uh, why do you hate sour cream so much? It's fucking horrible. Um, da, da, da. I put it in his food anyway. No, he you don't. Notice. No, you don't. Yeah, I put it in shit. You don't notice. Oh, as long like it's in some stuff, but it's kind of like mayonnaise in that like if mayonnaise is in something, it doesn't mean that that's de facto terrible, even though it means that I'm kind of hesitant with it, you know. But raw mayonnaise, regular mayonnaise is disgusting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mustard. I'm not a big fan of mustard, but sometimes mustard is in stuff that's good. Mm-hmm. It's just sour. Same thing with sour cream. It might be in something that's good, but by itself, it's horrible. You don't like it either, do you? Mustard? Sour cream. Oh, I love sour cream. I love it. it do you? It's so good. All right. Let's see. A couple more questions. Well, now I want to talk about, because you nope. have a lot of stuff about gun control. Let's see what you wanted <laughs> nope. to say about it. Why would you not? This past. Just Why? Go. Why? Just you have go. good stuff to say about guns. It's interesting. <laughs> just go. I shouldn't have said anything. All right. Am I an asshole? Please keep this anonymous, thanks. Hey, Taylor, just for a bit of context, I am a senior in high school with about a week and a half to go. Anyways, now to the story. So so last week in one of my classes, we were assigned a PowerPoint project consisting of 10 slides to be completed with a partner. The guy who sits beside me in this class used to be a pretty good friend of mine of... A pretty good friend of mine early on in high school, but over the course of senior year, I have distanced myself from him, as his reputation around school is that of a rager and creeper. Uh, For example, this is the type of guy who tries to get with freshman girls and can't handle a joke for the life of them if it in any way, shape, or form has to do with him. Uh, Everyone knew a guy like that. Yeah, it was really kind of creepy. So anyway, our creature booked computers for us to use for a week at school to work on this project, and it was then due the following Friday after that week was over. Uh, doing what any sensible people would do, we decided to split the work and do five slides each. Being a senior with only a week and a half left in 80-degree weather outside, I spent the first two days of booked computer time at the lake. So on Wednesday, I show up at the computer lab ready to work and find out my partner has already done his five slides. To me, this is awesome. I just have to finish up my five and we can hand this thing in early and be done with this class. So I'm sitting there working and I finish one slide and proceed to open up Spotify on my computer so I can have some music in the background. As I'm searching for some music, my partner looks at me and very, very loud and tells me to stop being a lazy... Stop being so fucking lazy and do my part of the project. To which I just say, calm down, don't worry, it's getting done. It's also not due for over a week at this point. Uh, anyway, he completely loses his shit and yells at me for about a minute before storming out of our school library. Basically, everyone in the library kind of looking at me, asking what happened, and I said I had no clue. My teacher urged me to go find him and talk to him. After searching around for five minutes, I find him outside and try to talk to him, and at this point, he starts ripping me and my friends to absolute shreds before crying and disappearing. (laughs) What? Uh, so... Am I the asshole for not working on this project as quickly as him? This outburst has also left him with no friends whatsoever, as word quickly spread through our school, which I feel bad about. Mind you, this is not the first time he's done something like this, but it has been a few years. This same um, thing happened to me. No, it's it's the just like all thing. these asshole questions. You guys either ask because you know you're kind of being an asshole, or you ask because you know you're totally in the clear. You're totally in the clear. This guy was an asshole, and... I don't see how the point that I guess he's creeping on freshman girls, but that was a bit of a character development point, so that makes sense. This guy's character's not good. 
He's not good at being quiet in the library. He doesn't understand Spotify. Not a very helpful person. This happened to you? Yeah. With whom? Oh, God. I had to take a research methods class where we had to do group research projects for, like, a 18-fucking-page research paper. We had to come up with our own, uh, like, thesis for the paper, our hypothesis. These fucking people didn't know how to write a goddamn hypothesis. And they, like, these two idiots were, like, all-star, like, get shit done, the day it's due kind of people. And you can't reason with them. Doing it faster than them isn't good enough. Like, there's nothing that you can do about it. Obviously, you know this because you experienced it. But, yeah, these yahoos that I was working with, they... Uh, got their shit done, like, the first day, and I didn't respond for two days or something, and it wasn't due for another week or two. And when I came back and critically answered, like, hey, maybe these hypotheses don't make that much sense because, like, their question was, does depression cause, like, procrastination or something? I'm not can't exactly remember what the question was but they weren't real hypotheses that we could test very well because we were taking one survey and we would need results and a question like does depression cause procrastination is something you need like a two time series test for and we were only getting a one one survey read that we were going to have to analyze anyways they were complete dicks when I kind of said, hey, we should, you know, look at other hypothesis questions to think about. And they were just gung-ho on their question being chosen um, ahead of time, and they got really mad that I didn't respond immediately to their, um, the work that they had already accomplished. And not only that, that I had responded in a critical manner, and it... And they were like that for every single goddamn assignment. Oh, this is that thing every that you were bitching about every night last year. Oh, Ad every, nauseum. I swear every to God, assignment. the amount of time I listened to you bitching about oh, these thanks. guys, I could have done the project for them and just finished it. Like, those guys were shitholes. And then you ended up winning in the end. Yeah, because the teacher had to break up our group because they were fucking morons. They wrote the worst. Like, I've never seen anybody write a lit review like that. They wrote the worst lit reviews every ever. Like they went line by line. They picked three articles each. They just did one paragraph for each article and just summarized each article. And it's like that's not how you write a fucking lit review. That's a huge problem in, on college campuses is people who don't understand how to write and convey their ideas well. Like it's it's an epidemic of bad writers in college. And yeah, if you if you are you need, like, I'm, people always are like, oh, I'm fine for college. I took AP, you know, biology or AP, uh, you know, chemistry, stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's all well and good. Something that's going to be integral to every single thing you do is writing and being able to express your ideas concisely and efficiently. Like, you, you have to be able to do that, and so many people in college can't. And it's obviously a learning experience. I left college a better lighter, writer than I showed up, I hope, Uh but yeah, if, if you can write even decently well, you are immediately ahead of the curve in college, in every single class. 
Yeah. Because even if you're a chemistry guru, if you have to articulate a bunch of, you know, contentions based on your chemistry or your biology or whatever, you're going to really struggle if you if you were never taught how to write uh, argumentatively. And these fucking idiots, I, I told the teacher, I showed it to him, I'm like, this is garbage. This is garbage writing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with yeah, this because I was supposed to help them edit it and they couldn't take a single iota of... of criticism but to the teacher they cried but the teacher doesn't care about that critique because the, the in the teacher's head it's just like uh yeah you're telling me that two more idiots don't know how to write what do you want me to do like this <laughs> happens every semester all the time you think you're the only group with two idiots that doesn't know how to write like it's an epidemic people don't know how to write it was just disgusting because they were both straight a students and i'm like how is this possible how are you getting how are you graduating it's so easy to do well in college if you like, it, it seems like most colleges now, like, you're, you're obviously just paying for the degree. It's so easy to pass the classes if you take something that's not, like, intensive in a certain way, like engineering or something like that, you know? Or math. Or, or math. Science. Uh, so, yeah. Any of the social sciences. Any social sciences, like, you can just flub your way through all of those classes. You can just, you know, feel feelings your way through it, it seems like, or at least the ones I took. Uh, which is good if you're a gifted writer, because if they want you to argue based on emotions and you're a good writer, you're going to have a real easy time. Um, all right, here's a follow-up question for a previous one. Hey, Taylor. Uh, anonymity is always appreciated. This is a follow-up to my previous question, which you answered on episode 31, titled Neglecting Social Life for School. And for the sake of Melissa, I've proofread this to make sure there's no missing words. Apologies for the tome-length question, but there's quite a lot of circumstances. Now, you're saying apologies for Melissa for proofreading, but I'm seeing a, a glaring problem right now. What problem is that, Melissa? No paragraph. There's no fucking paragraph breaks in here. <laughs> And my eyes aren't very good, and so it's really hard for me to read a big page of text on a bright screen and also talk about it <laughs> at the same time. Okay, so there have been, I'm, I'm just fucking with you, but not really, put the fucking enter sign in. Uh, so there's been some developments in my situation, shall we say. Uh, I lost my virginity literally 12 or so hours after I sent in my last question. Look at that. Ooh. The episode hadn't even come out yet, and my advice worked. <laughs> he was getting getting his dick wet that night. Wait, so we you answered it that quickly? He sent it in, you answered it, and then he lost his virginity? No, he means that within 12 hours of me... I think what he, he meant is he within... He said, after I sent my question. Yeah, I didn't answer it the same day. Okay. He sent well, it in. then he lost it before, so I know your, I don't get any credit. I was, was mute. I was joking around. Okay. He was right. mute. Moot. Moot. <laughs> uh, I lost my virginity twelve or so hours after I sent in the question. The girl, not the one I nearly fucked, took me back to her. Oh, a different one, you rapscallion! Uh, this girl, not the one I nearly fucked, took me back to her room after making out in a club. I made sure not to reschedule it this time around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And we had sex and stayed up until 7 a.m. talking. Uh, by the way, getting off, i.e. making out with girls in nightclubs, is probably the easiest way to get laid at a U.K. university. And girls, in Oxford at least, seem to use Tinder to find conversation partners for when they're bored rather than for casual sex. Uh, no, sh <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> they do you want really? tease. Yeah, do you really think that girls need Tinder to go get laid? No, of course not. It's just a validation and attention seeking from them. Um, like, oh, you like my picture. Yeah. Yeah. 
you like that picture? Do you want more pictures? That's what it is. That's like if there was an app for men where we all posted that we had, you know, steady incomes and jobs and houses and things and just, you know, we're interested in sex. And the women would try and get connected with you through the sex, but you wouldn't be interested in a relationship with them, you know? It's the opposite of that, where the woman's <laughs> trying to get attention, but she doesn't want to have sex with these losers, you know? Like, for the most she can have sex with anyone she wants whenever. You know, even an ugly chick can go up to a pretty hot guy, and if she's forward, the guy... pretty hot guy. Pretty hot guy, yeah. I don't know. I just never... It's totally did. different. I never did any of this shit, so I know. I don't know. I, quality women don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stay in the kitchen and make you, make you blue apron. Blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> no, better stuff than blue apron you make. Accidentally. Well, yeah, like, I mean, of course. Yeah. My recipes are way better than blue apron. But for what it is, blue apron's a good service. Yeah. I, I it's still. It's enjoyable to try. I stand things. by blue apron. I, I like that service. Um, not their salmon. No, not their salmon. This isn't PKA, so I can talk salmon about it honestly. They're sucks. not. They're not. They're... It's not you. It's me. I'm complaining about their salmon. No, it's it sucks. This isn't it's PKA. So I'm not sponsored by them here. I can be 100 percent honest about it, and I am 100 percent honest on PKA about it, except for the salmon. The fish we've gotten has been everything. Piss everything poor. else. All the other meat we got a, a mix of lamb and beef. Uh, lamb beef tartine was like the name of the dish. Uh, the meat was great. Every meat that hasn't been fish has been solid, but the fish has been, oh, sad, sad looking, and just, you didn't even taste it. Sad look. That's I didn't even want to. I you made yeah. it. You tried a couple bites. You were like, "This is disgusting." No, I it I was, ate the whole it was filet, the, and it was awful. It looked so dry, and just not what you want salmon to look like. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm, okay, we're I talking about miss- Blue Apron. We gotta not talk about Blue Apron. <laughs> um, let's answer this guy's question. What the fuck is he talking about? All right. By the uh, way, getting off. Back to... Oh, yeah. By the way, getting off, making out with girls in nightclubs is the easiest way to get laid at the UK University. Seem, girls there seem to use Tinder to find conversation partners for when they're bored rather than for se- casual sex. Back to the story. It seems like more than a one-night stand. Before I went, as I was putting on my blazer and shoes, she kissed my neck and asked, asking me to stay, like something out of Mad Men. Uh... And so you slapped her and drank some whiskey. <laughs> and you said, oh, these goddamn gooks are ruining the country. Is that, is that what you did? <laughs> like something out of Mad Men, just horrible racist wife beater. Uh, so I asked her out on a date, and a few days later, and that led to sex again, Netflix and chill style. Um, I think I like how that's like people act like that's a new thing. Like Netflix and chill, when it's like, like, how else were you, re- like, transitioning into sex after, like, a night out at bars or whatnot? Just going home and immediately being like, all right, commence operations. Like, <laughs> start stripping off your clothes. Some people are, like, like, if you're drunk enough. If you're drunk enough, but, yeah, maybe. But I was more thinking just kind of like you're kind of drunk, like a little tipsy to the point that you're not just going to come in and be slobbering all over each other, tearing your clothes off, you know, a little transitionary time. Who knows? Uh, we had a great time and spent eight plus hours with each other like it was nothing. We got on really well, and she thinks I'm funny. I'm taking her out again tonight for cocktails. Who knows what will happen? Uh, my question probably sex. Probably sex. My question is: There's only two and a half weeks of uni left before summer break, during which she we could probably meet up a few times. I live about three hours away from her by train and bus. The catch is I study German, so I'll be interning in Berlin, Germany, as a writer for six months come September. 
She's a year below me, so when I come back from my year out, we will be at uni together for our final year, plus I'll be returning to the UK for Christmas, and there's a possibility that after six months I could find an internship in London just over one hour from Oxford, and whilst I'm in Berlin, the 1.5-hour flight would cost maybe 150 euros for a return. So one Whoa, of the- whoa, whoa, whoa. This is too much foresight. Like, well, let's finish too it. Much... Let's, let's, let's get through. But I'm glad that you're formulating your answer as we go. Um, my question is, do you think it's a good idea to pursue this relationship for the long term? Or could this be the fact that I've had two times... Two, uh, or could it be the fact that I've had sex two times in a half a week uh, and that be clouding my judgment? She already knows I'll be in Germany come September, but she still seems very interested in seeing me, enjoying the now, etc. Uh, but I haven't asked her if she'd be up for keeping it going as a final thing which you may or may not have may or may not have experienced in during sex i pulled out and panicked because i no longer had the condom on it was still inside of her oh that sucks oh do you think i should ask her to get a pregnancy test i'm not sure how long we were going at it sans condom however she's a smart person so she probably would get tested on her own accord this okay okay hold on this (laughs) this is sneaky it depends there is did you have to dig in there and I, get it I out? I don't think did you so. Come? No, you didn't come. Did you come? Did you come? You're asking him. I've never had a condom come off inside someone. Uh, the thing about a condom, though, is if you are having sex inside a condom, and then suddenly you're having sex without a condom on, you immediately will know. Because it'll yeah. be like, wow, this sex suddenly started feeling way better. Like, you know that yeah, immediately. that you stop. Like, so as soon you, as it comes off, you're you just clearly... like, oh, I can feel air on my dick. Yeah. Well, no, you wouldn't feel air on your dick. You would... Yeah, you would. You, like, if you're pulling out and the condom slips off and then you're just like, oh, I suddenly feel like air, fresh air on my penis. What you would feel is that suddenly the act of insertion would be much more pleasurable. Because I'm you'd be saying, able... I'm just before you reinsert it, you'd know it you'd... was off. I I don't know the the I think so what he's talking about you'd here. You feel the fresh air on you. Because it's gotta I, feel like uncomfortable and humid in the in the condom and just like like the thing when with, you take it off you don't feel like ah oh, fresh air. No, the thing with condoms is that it like it basically na- makes your dick kind of numb. Like it cuts off the circulation. But when it comes off, you it don't, makes it you're so you like, ah. you're not very sensitive as compared to you usually are, and so. If it came out and he went right back in, even not noticing it, he's not going to notice in the heat of the moment, first time having sex, that he feels a breeze on his dick. Like, what he's going to notice is, oh my god, this feels so much better all of a sudden, and that should be his clue of, ah, clearly something has changed, and the one thing that was making this not as good as it could be is now gone. Like, that, you you had to figure that one out, and I don't... Well, this has happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, You lose it? Yeah. But it didn't. You didn't have to fish around in there, like. <laughs> like it was well, what happened? What happened? Was it just hanging out of there? Yeah, it was just hanging out of there. Just pull it out. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I've never had a condom. <laughs> and it fall wasn't off. like there was no reinsertion. There it was just like, oh shit, it it fell off. Like here it is, and pull it out. <laughs> it's just so weird. It is weird, and it felt really weird to get it pulled out. It was gross. Yeah. It was, ugh, it was I don't gross. know. Condom shouldn't be just falling off though, so that's something like but maybe you're it not. You're happens. not. It happens. He said I was going at it like from a nice angle of like you're a virgin, you don't have experience with condoms. Maybe you put it on wrong it does, or something. No, it doesn't matter what your experience is. Like it, it happens. That kind yeah. of shit just happens. Well, I think that getting away from that 
part of the condom still being inside her, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> like, it really does depend. Did you have to fish it out? Did she have to fish it out? Like, if that's, she, a, that's a factor. If she had to, like, dig up in there and fish it out, then that's very unpleasant for her, I would imagine. But you can't, you can't go around asking girls to get pregnancy tests. Hmm? No. No, no, no. That's what he was asking. No. Uh, yeah, you think you it's a good idea? No, no, no it's no, right no, down no. here. Where, get a pregnancy where, where? test. No, you, you don't no. need to ever get a pregnancy test. Um, if you had any concern at all, if you came inside her and you had any concern at all about, you know, a couple of your swimmers breaking through, you should have got her plan B well, right away. Well, unfortunately, like, that's one thing that I think is kind of fucked up is, like, got, like, that's not PC. You can't. It seems to me like you can't ask a girl to do that. No, no. Where, it seems like like if the if you fucked up during sex and you think they might get pregnant as a result of it, you can't be like, "Can you take Plan B? You can't can do, you do this. Anything. Can you do that? You like, have no control. You have no, you have nothing. You have no recourse. It's like one fuck up. That's why you gotta be careful with sex shit like this. You can't keep fucking after your condom comes off, like. If this chick ends up being crazy and wants a baby, she'll rope you into a lifetime of raising a baby with you because she can decide at 50 different points that she no longer wants to have a kid. You only get one chance. You fuck up and you put a baby in her. Oops. Your life can be over if she feels like it. Like, so you gotta be real fucking careful with that shit, man. Like, you don't have any authority. Women have all the power with that. You have no authority. But you have, you can get roped in for all the money you're worth. So be careful with that. Make sure you trust her. Um... Or that you're just really safe. Um, yeah, you're you're absolutely getting oh, way wow. ahead of yourself with the sex thing. Or with the relationship thing, I'm sorry. So you've had sex a couple times. You're really liking it. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. Um, it's new to you, and it's novel, and it's a lot of fun. Everybody, or most people like it. Um, yeah, you, you should not be even beginning to consider any of these questions of moving or transport costs or changing your academic perspective future or anything like that. Like, that's just, that's silly. Uh, you, you are way, way ahead of yourself. Just, you know, bang her for a while, and then she's not the only lady out there. Now that you got that monkey off your back, you probably have a lot more confidence. Go out there and try and fuck someone else. Like, you don't have to settle for her. Get your face in some other monkeys. Yeah, get your face in some other monkeys is, is <laughs> what you're saying. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, do that. Um, do not, do not make this into a relationship thing right away. Uh, it will probably either, it'll either creep don't her even, out. Don't even look, don't even act interested. Just don't. Exactly. Only pursue it if she asks you. Don't, don't mention it to her. Don't be like, oh, it's only a one and a half hour flight and it only costs about 150 euro. Like, don't don't even say anything about that. No, do not do not say anything about that. Don't like if anything, it's gonna make her be like, Oh my god, my future he's husband. Insane. Yeah, it's gonna be, oh, he's my future husband, or it's gonna be, oh, this fucking creep. I want nothing to do with him. He's way too into this. Like, there's no way for it to win. Either she's going to escalate the uh, commitment aspect of it and suddenly you're going to be cornered and, oh shit, I have to commit higher now or I'm not getting any more sex. Or you could just use it like a fuck buddy situation, spread the benefits, and continue to live your life. And, you know, new girl comes by, try it with her. You know, you're not exclusive. You don't have to just stay with this chick. Um, yeah, you're absolutely, you got the the vagina goggles on and you're only, you're seeing... You're putting it on a pedestal, you know? She's not the only one out there with, with a vag. You're, you're going to be fine. 
Um, okay. Let's see. I already read that one. Hey, Taylor, big fan of your work and thought you might... Or, truly terrible question. Should I try and keep this relationship alive? Uh, hey, Taylor, big fan of your work and thought you might have some advice for me. So I've recently started dating this fresher girl, uh, first year of university in the UK, and I'm a second-year languages student, 20 years old. Uh, there's only three weeks left of uni before the end of the year, and I have to spend six months in Germany starting September as part of my... Oh, this is... Is this the same thing? Yep, you you <laughs> sneaky fuck. You you sent the same message twice in similar ways. Uh, well, I hope I read the better one. All right. Uh, ta -ta. I should see what some some people tweeted. I should know better than to ask questions on Twitter. So many of these are ridiculous. No. Oh, the ridiculous ones are fun sometimes. Like right. really easy, simple. What's what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Boring. Blue. What's your favorite PKA The St. Louis guest? Blue. St. Favorite PKA guest? Who, uh, you answer that first. I don't watch it, though. From back when you did. You. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> you were, because there were so many people that I, I would always look at, um, I would always look at the work that the guests did and stuff, and, and usually I'd be like, oh, that's this is lackluster like this isn't that great but you were really funny and then that's how i started watching your videos yep because you're so funny high quality video <laughs> um all right who's my favorite all-time pk guest um before i became a host it was definitely me i think i'm hilarious <laughs> uh <laughs> now that i am a host I guess it's only been, like, the past two years of guests. Almost. It's been a while. Um, probably Anthony Cumia. He's a really... He's an odd dude in a lot of ways. And recently he's been embroiled in, like, legal trouble and whatnot. And I don't know what is what he actually did or what he didn't do. I haven't even looked into it, to be honest. Um, I just think he is incredibly quick on his feet, off the cuff. Remarkably quick-witted. And that's a trait that admittedly by bias i place very highly in very high regard uh when someone's really quick-witted i like that especially like if someone beats me to the punch on like a really clever thing uh i'm always like really impressed kind of like not to say that i'm super quick in, at everything like that i'm just saying that Except you know that if, if somebody comes at something real quick in a direction that i didn't anticipate i'm like man that's really impressive like how did you put those pieces it together never happens it never happens what in real life, like, it never happens. What? That anybody be beats you to any punchline. Oh. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying with... You do know. You know. Okay. You know how it goes. No well, one no one can outwit you. You're always the one that's just on okay. top of everything. Well... It's so funny. Anthony Cumia is my favorite for that reason. You know, maybe he's not the best guy as a person. I don't know what that much about him anymore. I still really like him. You know, he's always been cool to me. Um, and it was really cool as such a huge fan of... Uh, the Opie and Anthony show and Jim Norton and those guys on radio that getting to talk to him and see like, and to make him laugh. That was satisfying. You know, when it, to make him have a really big belly laugh or something, it's like, Hey, that's like kind of like what, you know, Jim Norton would do to him. Maybe like in some way I'm making him laugh that hard too. Like, even if he is like, I'm convinced myself that he's faking it cause it's not his show and he has to kind of, you know, play it up a little bit, but that's okay too. But 
Yeah, if he's I, definitely my, my favorite guest. If I had to pick a guest now, though, it would be Chiz. But it has nothing to do with PKA. No. It's just because you guys are funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing that I don't get and that I think me, Woody, and Kyle don't get. And, like, I really like having Chiz on as a guest. I'm always the one waving that flag before the show when a guest gets canceled and I'm like, hey, come on, like, let's get Chiz. Like, let's get Chiz. I like chatting with Chiz. He's... Really good. He doesn't get butt hurt, which is a great thing about Chiz. He knows how to roll with the punches. He knows how to, you know, if he needs to be the foil for something, he knows how to play that. Um, I like having Chiz on. I know a lot of people don't for some fucking weird reason, but... Um, I think that's so weird. I don't get like, it at I all. don't know how different he is on PKA. I don't listen, I don't listen to it, but well, when is me, he at all? I, I don't think so. I think he's the same as he is when we talk, when like we're in a Skype chat playing company heroes like melissa sits yeah, to the I don't side know what the fuck their problem yeah. is well, like me kyle and chiz will be on skype chats you know pretty often playing company heroes together talking and melissa likes to sit next to us and just listen like it's a podcast because it's basically it basically is it's funny. and it's yeah we're just joking around shooting the shit and that's exactly what chiz is like on the show and for some reason people don't like it or i i it's still it's a very vocal minority i think most of the people who are watching this probably are pretty they, they're probably fine with Chiz, but... Because the ones who aren't are fucking stupid. Yeah, Chiz gets way too much shit. I don't um, get it. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Uh, Ooh! <laughs> Lord of the Rings! Yeah, I, I, did, I was wondering... I, you, you worried me there for a second when you acted like this was a real question. <laughs> Game of Thrones Just is like, great, but Lord of the Rings Game is Game of Thrones hasn't played out. Lord of the Rings has. Like, Game of Thrones isn't finished. Like, it can still get fucked up. Yeah. It's just Lord of the... Oh, I just... I'm too biased towards Lord of the Rings to look at it honestly. You know, I love Game of Thrones, but you put it next to Lord of the Rings and it's okay, still... Okay, wait. Game of Thrones... Okay, we gotta look that at this in a couple different ways. Because we gotta look at this at Game of Thrones books versus Lord of the Rings books. Game of Thrones TV show versus Lord of the Rings movies. I'm just talking... For the sake of simplicity... Let's just say the like the lore lore stuff because that's what I think the the crux of it is. He would have said like TV or I'm sorry movies or books. Uh, as far as books go, Game of Thrones beats Lord of the Rings handily. The Lord of the Rings books are carried entirely by the interesting lore and the characters that like it's just an interesting dynamic and a, an interesting story. An it's interesting like an index con- it's a, for a good yeah, movie. It's a great concept. It's it's interesting and it it relies on that fantasy world to pull you through the book because the writing isn't that exceptional still good not exceptional uh game of thrones excellent writing love it but you know i it's just not on the same level for me because i exposed got exposed to him at different times in my life so lord of the rings is a special place for me as far as the movies versus the tv show goes i'm still struggling to find any movie at all or tv series or anything that I feel can stand up on the same level as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like I, that everything about those movies is fucking fantastic. Except, I mean, you're always going to get those idiots who are like, why didn't they fucking fly the Eagles over there? And it's like, well, if you read the Silmarillion, you would know that, wouldn't you? I never asked that question. No, I never thought about the Eagles. Like, no, that's to begin with, it's because a cons- they didn't have anything in the, in the, in the, fight they mm-hmm. didn't have a dog in the fight yeah at the beginning it's it's a conspiracy theory from lord of the rings layman you know 
Uh, anyway, yeah, I would say Lord of the Rings uh, totally wins the movie TV show battle. Game of Thrones totally wins the book battle. And as far as lore is concerned, I'm sorry, I'm biased. Admit it. Lord of the Rings is all. It's all number one. Uh, How popular were you in high school, and do you think high school popularity matters? Um, I went through a couple different phases in high school of popularity. Uh, my freshman year, I think I was trying way too hard to be someone I wasn't, and that showed, and so I was not very popular my freshman year. Um, I had friends in a different... Like, I had plenty of friends, but they weren't in that quote-unquote popular cool kids group. Um, and then as high school went on, I kind of became more and more comfortable and realized, like, hey, you know what? Like, it's really easy to just, if you make people laugh, everybody likes you. <laughs> and and so that was the go-to from there. And, you know, popularity trended upward the rest of high school after freshman year. But, yeah, freshman year I was not popular at all. Um, not until probably, like, my, I guess, junior year was I, like, invited to places with like the quote cool kids uh and even and by that point the only re i think the reason they wanted to hang out with me is because i'd stopped trying to hang out with them i didn't want to be around them because i was had my friends the people that i knew and that you know you want what you can't have and so they were like oh you know taylor's cool now that he doesn't seem like he cares <laughs> but who knows maybe i'm just totally looking back incorrectly but yeah i, I feel like i was pretty popular seen definitely popular senior year uh, pretty popular. It just trended up from freshman year, you know. Started from the bottom. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> uh, and does it does it matter? It yeah, I think it does matter in the moment yeah. because in your head it matters uh, for a lot of people in high school. So yeah, just because it doesn't really fucking matter when you're 41 years old looking back doesn't mean that it doesn't matter now. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that it matters as much as the weight you're placing on it. Hmm. Liz? Oh, I was so unpopular. <laughs> I had a sibling that was very, very, very popular, and it didn't work out that well for her, so I just kind of made it my mission to just not give a shit. And it didn't help me out that much, so I guess, like, it's not that popularity matters, it's that, like, trying to interact with people in your peer group does matter because I tried to avoid that at all costs. Yes, I had friends I'd, I'd go outside during lunch with and we would melt uh, we would take a magnifying glass and melt little army figures together in sexual positions and that was our entertainment. Well, fun. <laughs> See, here is the thing about this popularity thing though, is there is a middle ground. It's not good to be 100% invested like I gotta be the fucking coolest but it's also not good to be one of those people who's like, I don't give a fuck, fuck everyone, I don't me. care. That's that not good me. to be because it's that's not. It's that's, not good. You know, it as much as it's not important to get invited to fucking Stacy's Sweet Sixteen, it is important to learn the the social How to behave the at social Stacey's Sweet yes, Sixteen. The social if you're invited. Yes, and the so, go. yes, the social skills and the behaviors that are going to come into play all throughout your life, and these are formative years and. It's good to use up all of your awkward cards in years where people expect it. Like, if you do something really fucking awkwardly and you're 15, nobody's judging you as hard as you think they are because you're 15. Especially people who are older than you being like, yeah, I know what it's like to be 15. I, I was a boob myself sometimes. Um, 
if you're 27 acting the same way because you never gave a fuck enough to learn shit. Maddox. Then, yeah, like, (laughs) Maddox is, like, almost 40 years old. So, like, if you're like him and you just never learned to, you know, uh, express yourself in a productive and polite manner with people, then that's not beneficial. And those people often ride on their high horse of, like, uh, faux superiority where they think because by virtue of the fact they didn't care about what you were good at that they're somehow above it. Um, That's a very common trend with lots of things, but for popularity just as as poignantly. Yeah. I was like that because I went from that to working in a video game store and doing terribly Mm -hmm. and repairing consoles and shit and just being like, I'm a nerd. (laughs) I'm a nerd. Yeah. And then being around people that were nerdier than me, trying to tell me what's what, and then going into department store retail and sucking so hard at that and realizing, like, I don't know how to interact with people. I should have given a shit in high school. Yep. Yeah, I should have given a little bit more of a shit than running around wearing chains and and big goth spiky pants. Goth, gauntlets and... Iron Maiden shirts. You don't want that. So. Or you do. Just be, just try to be social. Yeah. Just don't, don't shoehorn yourself. It'll just, it'll just ruin a lot of your years and you'll have to go back and make it up later. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Well, thank you for coming on, Melissa. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming, for for taking the long drive out here today to to hop on the show. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the extra long episode this week. Um, All relevant Patreon, Twitter kind of links are in the description. And that's it. Talk to you later. Woo!